Media well, he covers your story, your story will be covered from the ground up. Alright, welcome back for an all new episode of the Jason Lee Show. Now you know we get a lot of viral moments here. We've had Blueface and Krishan, then we had Blueface and Jay, and then we had Krishan Rock. But there would only make one thing right about that whole situation, that is closing the gap in the Holy Trinity. So we brought the one and only Carlissa Sappho to the show. Listen, um, first of all, I've met you before at my birthday party, but I was too inebriated to remember everything. So I want to say hello again. Thank you. Nice to see you. And I actually had an invite. You know, she, she, she started <laughs> out with the shade. I said, and I didn't mean that in a shady way. I said, I don't know how she got the information, but I saw, I told my staff a list of people uh, to, to uh, invite to the show and they DM'd everybody and I forgot I had told them the whole list. So. Thank you for coming. I know my little feelings was a little. Hard. I saw, I saw. I was like, I put on my best blue dress. <laughs> you did. Did you enjoy the party? I did. I had a good time. Me and my husband danced. We hadn't danced in a long time, so that was pretty good. Well, the whole purpose of what I wanted to create, you know, Hollywood people go out, they don't want to dance. Everybody stands around, looks at each other. We built a dance floor. Did you see the dance floor? Yeah, y'all stand around. Old folks, we still dance. Well, I was out there. You're not old. We're almost the same age. You know that. I'm 46, no. so we're, yeah. Oh, okay. Go yeah. ahead, on then, well, Jason. Mean, that's why we had the dance floor. We wanted to make sure that we were having an experience where people could come and feel the vibrations, and they did. I'm glad that you were able to make it have a good time. Thank you. Okay, so. I had no idea. Yeah, that was 46. So you over there trying to be my son, sugar daddy. <laughs> no, I'm not. Shame let on me you. Get, let me do my job. No, mm -hmm. I'm not. You're right. right, my bad. So those of you that have been following <laughs> everything over here at the Jason Lee Show, you know that we've been talking about Blueface and Krishan and Jaden. And you have been a part of the conversation from the beginning of um, what now are people are people are now calling the group chat they want to be taken out of. Do you see that online where people I say, please it. take us out of the group chat? I see it. Okay. I want to first get to know who you are because I really only know you through Instagram posts, viral clips. Um, I would say you rock out with your cock out, but you just blast out with your ass out. We're going to talk about all that. But let's first start establish one thing, because we've had your son here a couple times, and I've known him for a while, and I've admired his growth and how he's been able to pivot from being an artist to now a viral sensation and actually putting everybody in situations to be talked about on a daily basis, just by virtue of his life. But I've always been intrigued by wanting to know who he was as a person outside of Blueface the Rapper. We know his name is Jonathan Porter. We know that he, you know, I've learned through the show and through getting to know him that he's played football and he's, you know, um, he's Carlos's child. But when I ask him about his upbringing, he doesn't really want to get into it. What is it about his upbringing, specifically his parenting and how he was raised that makes him not want to share? I think they're honestly, uh, well, him per se, I think he doesn't want to share that um, he actually had a good life. He act, he actually, you know, done some things and seen some things. You know, I, I think, I don't know what rappers, I feel like they want to play like, you know, they've been through hell and back, you know? And I feel like he didn't get enough of that maybe that he, you know, I, I really, I can't, I, honestly, I, I, I'm at a loss for words for it. Okay. I try to figure it out myself all the time, but I feel like he's, he wants to have had 
more of a, you know, when you listen to his peers in this industry, they've, you know, our mom's on drugs, you know, we don't know where our dad is. That's not the case for him. So I feel like he just probably wants his story to be a little bit more Rambo. Well, he hasn't really shared that it was all doom and gloom. I mean, he talked about the fact that he was an all-star athlete, that he played sports, that he went to college. Um, he that was, he was an actor. He didn't share that he was an actor, but he did share, He when, when I would talk about how he was raised, and I want to think back to the first interview I had with him and Krishan, where I was trying to establish, you know, maybe similarities they may have had in growing up, where Krishan told her story, where she had a, a challenge to bring it. And then when I asked him, uh, or I mentioned in the interview that I thought he had a good upbringing, I think if I can recall, Krishan made it sound like he was protecting you, protecting his upbringing, that there were challenges in the house that he didn't want to talk about. Uh, maybe not necessarily gangs, because this was preschoolyard crip. But how was the upbringing? Like, how was raising Jonathan? Was his dad present and absent? Was it all on you by yourself? How was um, it? I would say it was 75%. I would say 75 to 80% by myself. His father did, um, however, show up and do, you know, what he could. But obviously, you know, when you are two different homes, there's not very much you could do. His father got married very early on after I had him. Um, he might have been not even a year or two when his father got married to someone else. Mm. So <clears throat> naturally, if his father is there, he couldn't be, you know, there with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. But he made sure that he was at every game. Um, if we needed him or, you know, we had to call him for something, he was there. Mm -hmm. um, but he didn't have his father, you know, to go out and throw the ball with him sometimes when he wanted to. Um, so I would say 80% of the time so, I was by myself. And so you had three kids. He's the, is he, wh he's the baby. He's the baby. So you had your son. Um, Andre. Andre and then Callie. And then Callie. And then Jonathan. And then Blue. And they're all about three or four years apart. Okay. And so when you were raising him, what was life like in the house with the three of them? Um, crazy. Um, they're all crazy. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're, um, they're the out, you know, they're the outspoken kids. They're the kids on the playground, all three of them across the board. They're, they weren't shy. Um, Blue was, however, a little bit more shy than the others, but you know, Callie and Dre, I had to go up to the school every five minutes and talk to the teachers and, and deal with different situations. So they were, they were definitely the class clowns and, you know, the fun kids on the playground. Now, however, we did, <clears throat> they did grow up on 81st and Broadway also in South Central Los Angeles. So you know what that's like. So. Nah, because I don't go that way. My car don't go past Wilshire. I stay on yeah. this side of town. Yeah, they, didn't nobody everybody. tell me that. I'm from Ohio. So, you know, when I got to Section 8, I was like, shit, let me find a house. Uh -huh. And I ended up on 81st and Broadway. I thought you so, guys were in the Valley, though. No, Jonathan's never lived in the Valley. He didn't. Li I, I thought he went to school in the Valley, didn't so he? So he went to school. One, once my older son went to jail. Okay. I don't, I don't want to rush you on your job. No, you already no, I'm, I'm me. following you. But once Andre went to jail, I panicked and was like, we got to get out of here. But okay. by then, he was all, He had already been over there. Okay. Until. So when you moved from Ohio, you relocated here. Were you with kids or without kids? I came here with Andre. He was two years old. And then you moved to the... We, we started in the Valley. And then when I met John's dad, we ended up in L.A. Okay, so when you were in the Valley with Andre's dad, how was raising Andre different in that environment? Okay, so let's back up, because you know I got three baby daddies. I don't, I'm we transparent got, all across the board. I don't got, sugarcoat shit. We so got codes, we know. <laughs> okay, so I have Andre's dad I left, because he was my neighbor and he wasn't very you know, well-to-do. 
in for LA, me. here. I was 17 years old in Ohio. In Ohio, okay. And so I left that and I came out here to be an actress. So I left his dad there and I just brought my son with me. Like we're just getting ready to come out here and ball out and do this, you know, us. I met Johnny's dad and you know, he was well to do and I ended up getting pregnant, but he had a situation with um, his baby mama already. Um, and then I got pregnant and then she got pregnant. Their kids are nine months apart. So it's kind of almost identical to what Krishan is going through with, mm -hmm. with Blue. Mm -hmm. So then I, I left though, I left immediately. Um, and so my friend, my neighbor in the, that worked in the, I worked in the mall at the time, at the Crenshaw Mall. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, John's dad, um, he stayed with me through the whole pregnancy. I had the baby, we got married, and then I had Blue. Mm. So, the, so Andre's dad, when you got pregnant at 17 and you left, did he stay involved in Andre's life or was he, or was that? So I didn't tell him that he was Andre's dad because it was between him and my boyfriend. Um, he was my neighbor, so I kind of confided in him. I had a cheating boyfriend running around, running here, running there, taking my car, doing this, doing that. You had a boyfriend <clears throat> at the time you got pregnant with Andre? Yes. But I had another guy? Yes. So I had a, a love interest for a couple years. So the neighbor yeah. who you were confiding in? He was confiding in me. Literally? Yes. And it was my actually my first orgasm, so then I was like... Oh, fuck, that can't be good, right? So then nine months later, I kept doing that calendar. You know how you do, the, you, know, you don't know what I'm talking about, but I was doing that calendar and I just got sick of the calendar and I ran. Like you like, you like Tina Turner ran or like? And I just picked, packed up all my shit and he wasn't my neighbor no more. Okay, and so when you left, you, the boyfriend, did I, he think that he was Andre's dad? He knew, he told me, he was like, um, Cause I waited like three or four months trying to figure it out. And then he was like, I think you're pregnant. And I was like, well, I think you'll never find out. And I left. So when did you find out and how did you find out who's, who Andre's dad was? I haven't yet. So Andre still doesn't know if the confiding neighbor who confided in you or the boyfriend is your dad, is his dad. No. But, but did you not ever think that it was important that he know who his dad was? I did. And, um, I don't know. I just felt like they didn't try to make a big deal out of it. So I didn't want any complications with anybody trying to tell me that I couldn't go or couldn't leave the state. So. But Andre's now 32. So this is three decades later. How you know how? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, so it's in pretty three, bad. It's so in three probably the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Yes. So in three decades, has he not want to know who his dad is? Um, well, he went to jail at 16 mm -hmm. and then I informed him um, that he was in jail and asked him if he wanted to do a DNA test while he was in there and he was to no avail. So, so a couple is, times. Is he out now? Andre's out now. He's, he's been out. out five years. He's yeah. out now. And so now that he's been out for five years, has he in any of that time wanted to see or pursue who his dad is? Um, I think he kind of just like looked at him and kind of just like, oh, okay, it's, the look is there. So I think he's just assuming, but he has, no. On my show, he's, we've, we've actually decided to do it on the show, so. Mm, okay, we're gonna get into the show later. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then after you had Andre, Andre's two, um, you, you come here with Andre, you're raising Andre and you're raising him in the valley? Yes. Okay, so then four years later, you have your daughter. And so tell me about, that pregnancy, her father, and how that came about. 
Um, so I met her father um, about two years after being here. Um, and within six months, we were living together. He lived in Los Angeles, I lived in the Valley, and um, I actually met him at Larry Parker's. Um, and Not Larry Parker, the commercial <laughs> attorney. No, the, the, uh, the, the, remember the little spot that used to be I'm not here? from here, I'm from Northern oh, California. I didn't know that, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a little popping spot in Beverly Hills, and um, he was with a couple of his friends, and we hit it off, and things went good, and I, next thing you know, I moved in. His, didn't know that he had, I knew he had a kid, but I didn't know that, you know, the kid was like less than one years old, maybe. Um, the baby mom pulled up. After six months, I'm already living there. I went outside, bing, bam, bam. And that wasn't the smartest thing to do, but um, I got pregnant right after that. And so when you got pregnant by him, did you were you still with him or how long after? I was got, living with him when I got pregnant. And then how long after you got pregnant did he leave? So six months into the pregnancy, um, I came home from work. He was keeping Andre. <clears throat> Andre was upstairs at his mom's. Um, and um, him and his baby mama was on the couch having sex. The daughter's, ba the daughter's dad was having sex with his girlfriend? Baby mama, the one that I had already fought for my love and proved my love and my loyalty. On the couch where you're staying? On the couch where I'm now living. And where's Andre at? With his mom upstairs. With whose mom? His mom? Yeah, so they own the building. They own the whole duplex, yeah. Okay, so then what happened? So then I'm assuming you leave. Um, no, I was ready to go crazy and I started breaking stuff and then they left. Who, the the boy the baby dad and my baby dad the, and his previous baby and mom. his previous baby mom and then now you're still there they got in the car and they drove off and left her dirty ass panties on the floor and, and who and this <clears> is whose house though your this guys this was his house our house together yeah so, but he was already living there and the so mom's prior upstairs to that with, she lived there and the mom's upstairs with Andre don't know nothing that's going on so then does he come home I'm assuming he comes home no some, absolutely he not. never comes back no. So then do you stay in that place? I stayed there for a little bit. I found another place. He helped me get another place and I kept going pregnant. So Andre, so you were together with this guy for how long? Uh, about a year. And so Andre came to know him as his stepdad? Yep, pretty much. And so then how do you explain to Andre that baby daddy number two, who was there, is now gone and not coming back? Um... I don't even think I even got into the understanding. Um, I, I, I don't even think I even explained it. I was going through my own emotions and, you know, in pain that like, damn, I'm about to have two kids, no baby daddy. Um, and at the time you were what, 21? Yep. And so you're 21, Andre, who doesn't know his dad, who relocated from Ohio, started a whole new life, now with you and this stepdad, stop, fa father figure, now don't have him, and now you're with him and another kid by yourself. Right. Okay, at that time, where is your family? Like, where is your parents? Do you have a relationship with both, them? Both my parents are in Ohio at the time. Okay. So I came out with an aunt and an uncle that lived here. Mm -hmm. 
And what, what, were your parents checking on you? What was your relationship with them? Um, actually, my dad had relocated me here because um, I was going through something with the boyfriend and the baby daddy drama in Ohio. And mm -hmm. this was like, that was like the best thing for me to just get away from it all. Mm -hmm. So I moved um, to California with them and I came out here and I thought I was going to start doing some of the acting and got just got sidetracked in love. Mm -hmm. But was your pursuit of coming out here for a better life for you and your son or was it to pursue acting or both? And did, was your decision to stay in it when you were going through so much turmoil because you were still following a dream or because you just didn't want to go back? Um, I didn't want to go back and I definitely wanted to pursue my dream and I definitely wanted, you know, I didn't have my mom and dad. Um, I, hadn't, I didn't have either of them either. So um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, my kids were with me at all times. Mm -hmm. My mom <clears throat> was on drugs for a, a long time um, and we had some problems with my stepdad. So it just kind of made me like really overprotective um, of the kids. So I just didn't I wouldn't leave them with anyone. Mm -hmm. And so what was your relationship with your stepdad? My stepdad? Yeah, well, like, what were the problems um, with him? He, he, was, um, <laughs> he, ha he was on drugs too. We, mm -hmm. We're gonna say that he, I have sisters and brothers that are his um, children. So, you know, now that I'm older, I try to spare them. Before when I was just all about vengeance, I was just like, he tried to do this to me and you guys don't care. Um, but he's, he's, you know, been delivered and changed his life so I try not to like make him look like a child molester but that was the situation and my mom was on drugs they were on drugs so it was a lot going on up until I was like 13 years old but he so he tried to molest you or you were molested he tried I was not molested mm. and so when you told your mom because I've been very open in my book and open with my fans that I was molested and when I told my mom she didn't believe me did your mother believe you? she didn't believe me mm -hmm. And I sat, you know, um, in front of her and him and told her um, what was going on. And I was like, oh, thank God that's off my chest. Something's getting ready to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but me and my dad are like this. So I feel like now that I'm older, I realize that maybe she took that as I'm trying to do something to get, you know, her apart from this man. I don't, there was a lot of things that kind of, I feel like she, um, that just gave her doubt. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so going back to where you are now, you're with the, your young daughter, your son, your son, and you're living together as a single mother of two in LA with no family. Your mother, is your relationship with her good or is it still strained from when the stepfather <coughs> situation happened and it's she not believing you? It's always been like off and on. Um, she did, however, come out and relocate back out here and live with me to get back to California because this is kind of my I was an Air Force brat. So it kind of started with my dad moving us out here when mm -hmm. I, I lived out here at five. So mm -hmm. up until between five to like 13, I lived in California. OK, so I was actually just coming back. So what were you doing for work when you were out here as a single mom with two kids? I've always been a retail manager for somebody. So I started off in like the learners and the um, five, seven, nine. Um, so most of my jobs have been like retail management. Mm -hmm. And then, so now you have the two kids, you're out here in LA and then you meet Jonathan's father. What's his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. So Jonathan senior, you meet Jonathan senior where? I met Jonathan at the mall at work. Now was he a crip too? No, he's a good guy. He's always been on the straight and narrow. 
All his friends. And what made you choose this guy? Like, what was it about Jonathan's dad that you said, okay, I like him and I'm going to pursue a relationship with him? Um, I just have this, like, vanilla thing I do. I, I just love vanilla and uh, <laughs> I like vanilla ice cream. I just love, he's vanilla and he was just so vanilla. You see my husband back there? He just was. But, I mean, you, you had Andre. Mm-hmm. When you were getting comforted by the neighbor. Yep. He was yellow, too. Then you, then you ran away like Tina Turner and ran into the <laughs> arms of another man. Yes. Who, and he was like... Who, who cheated on six you with... Six foot four, caramel, amazing. But slept with his first baby mom on the couch in the house that you lived in. We just talking about how he lived. I ain't saying but I, I want to go try, back I'm there. Just I'm just, try, no, I'm just no, no, trying no. to establish a pattern yeah, because yeah, yeah. at some point... You know, they say the definition of insanity is when you do the same thing over and over and expect different you results. Shouldn't, you shouldn't. So I'll tell you what Wait, happened. you had so much vanilla. We live it in a world so of 31 flavors. How do you choose the same pattern and end up in the same situation? Because under 30 years old, you shouldn't be choosing at all. You should be out here enjoying your life and trying to figure out what's going on with yourself. And I was too focused on finding a dad for Andre or a situation that looked like, you know what I'm saying? I had it together or we a family or whatever. And once you get into that cycle, it's just like, damn, I gotta, I have to make this work. I have to make this not look like there's no man in the house, mm -hmm. no father figure for these kids. So, but, 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 but at some point when you're going through those examples, like after the first one, do you find yourself in a cycle again? And after the yes. second one, how do you not break that cycle then? I didn't break the cycle. Yeah. I, you always need a helpmate. There's, it's, it's, not, it's set up for you to fail if you don't have a helpmate. Mm -hmm. So the cycle kept continuing because obviously, you know, back then shit rent was still $1,700. I have three kids. I don't have daycare for everybody. Um, so you still need help. Mm -hmm. it, it was really about the helpmate. But why did you need, why did you feel you needed help from a man and not public assistance or some other thing? I had that too. But you still needed more help. Yes. Mm -hmm. I needed not just help. I mean, sometimes I worked late hours. So that was like, that was, you know, when you work in the mall, you're not out of there till 10 o'clock sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I needed somebody to be home, help, you know, put the kids in the bed and make sure the homework was done, stuff like that. So after you moved out with your daughters, from your daughter's father and you're 21 now, you have the two kids. Um, you're now living with who? You're by yourself in the two kids? I was kids? by myself with the two kids okay. for a while. And what was that period like? Was there any peace? Did you, were you able to find any peace without the man? No. Mm -mm. I'm like Jonathan. I have to have somebody. I'm not, I'm not good to do by myself. Okay. And when did you acknowledge that? Um, when did you know that? Um, probably after I divorced his dad. Mm. But did you know before Jonathan's dad that you needed to be with a man? Like, is that you felt like you needed to be with somebody? Um, yeah, I pretty much have always known. I think when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I, I fantasized about a family with kids and, you know, the home that you don't have, the home that you dream about. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Okay. And so then after, so then three years after you have the daughter, you have Jonathan. Yes. And so now here comes what we in the future know as Blueface. So Jonathan comes. Now you're back in the valley. I'm in the valley with his dad. Okay. And so for how a very short. So when we left the valley, Jonathan was like six weeks old. And then where did 
you guys go? We moved to an apartment in Los Angeles. And Jonathan's dad stayed there? Yes. So we lived together in Los Angeles for probably six months to a year. So with all these situations, you literally are with somebody for however long period of time, you get pregnant, and then they leave or you On leave. On that third time, I said, oh, hell no, we got to get it. We have to get married. I can't. Jonathan's dad wanted a kid, and I already had two. Um, and he really, really wanted a kid. Mm -hmm. So I, that was my, you know, if I'm going to do this, we need to be married. I'm not going to have, you know, a third kid and not be um, in a stable situation. So we got married before Jonathan was even thought of. Okay, so you're married, you have Jonathan, and then how long after you have Jonathan, is it over? Uh, he was about one. Including the marriage? Including the marriage. What? So we were married for probably like maybe a year or two before we had Jonathan. And then you have Jonathan, then the year after that, it's over? Correct. Where did it go wrong? Um, he just was... <laughs> He had a gambling problem, um, and it was just always debt after debt. And I, after he took the rent money that one last time to take it to Vegas, I just, I just gave up. Like, I can't do this. And then, how did you explain to Andre, your daughter, and Jonathan that now you're moving again? You know, the craziest thing is that I think they started to see the pattern and just like, oh, here she goes again. You think they thought that? I feel like they, nobody ever said, nobody ever had to say anything. I could just look at them and just like see the disappointment. This is the question I have because I'm in this weird place of, I'm at 46, I'm like, do I want to have a kid? I keep talking about having a kid. I keep putting real thought into it. But the reason why I have chosen not to have one now yet is because I haven't felt, I'm stable for sure, money, career, all that. But I haven't felt that I'm really genuinely going to give them the time and attention that they need to be parented in a way that my parents were not able to parent for me. My mother was on drugs. Uh, she became a prostitute. We got evicted. I ended up in foster care, came home, had a, was in the streets all the time and just trying to find myself and figure things out. And I, even though my life is stable and I'm not on drugs and all that, I just know that like I'm so career focused and wanting my freedom that I don't know that I'll be able to give myself that way. This is a question that I want to ask because now we've kind of talked about like the upbringing of these three young kids. What is that look in a kid's eye when you know you're getting ready to put them through another life change and they're looking at you as somebody they expect to always have their back and make sure that they're stable and make sure that they feel safe, but you know mom is on the run again? Um, it looked, if I had to remember, it looked desperate. Like, like, they like they could almost sense like oh my god who's gonna help her now mm -hmm. you know they andre always looked like what are we gonna do mm -hmm. and even at like seven years old he always looked like what are we gonna do now mm -hmm. so how did you figure it out what figure what out like survival um I leaned a lot on God and I stick to just keep moving. If you mm -hmm. just keep going, he'll meet you there. Mm -hmm. um, but I was fortunate enough that like wherever I went or tried to get jobs or try to do TV or movies, I always got that extra bump or that extra, you know what I'm saying? God mm -hmm. literally always met me there. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it always worked out. We were never homeless. The lights were never off. They say there wasn't food sometimes. They telling a damn lie because I had them food stamps and that money. 
Um, there was times where I had acting checks that I didn't cash for three or four months. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, I started to figure out the system of like, okay, you might have to do this shit by yourself. Mm -hmm. So I started to like really um, work a lot. Mm. I worked a lot. And did, was Blue's dad at present in his life? He was. So like I said, he was in and out. Um, he did, John did get to go live in, with him for probably about six months one time. And his dad wasn't really stable when he went to go live with him, if I remember correctly. And I remember him coming back and saying, I'm not going over there again. Um, because it was a small, like, single, and his dad had a girl that he was living with. He had separated from his wife for a minute, and he was living with some woman. So they were, like, all in one room together. Mm -hmm. And so when he came back, he was just like, I'm not doing that again. And what was... Um, what were the other two kids doing when Blue left? Were they still there together? And so Callie's dad, when she turned five, I let her go visit um, for a summer. Like, whoo, I'm going to get a break. Um, my dad took Blue and Dre. So I had got a summer off, and he was like, I want you to go ham. I want you to go hard, you know, on your auditions. Oh, we got Kleenex for you. I don't even know what the fuck just made me feel like that. <sighs> I don't even know what that was. But he was just like, I want you to give it all you got and, you know, see if you really want to do this. And I'm going to take the boys. And since her dad took her for the summer, and this was the first time I couldn't get him to acknowledge her. I couldn't get him to return a phone call for her. It was like she didn't have a dad either for a while. And I know that, you know, the woman hated my guts um, and, you know, made sure that my daughter wasn't a part of their, their family. And so when he came up with the idea that, okay, you know, she's getting used to the idea of this, you know, we want to take her for the summer. I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, she's going to have a dad. I'm going to have some help. And he took her for the summer. The other kids are with my dad. So I'm out there going crazy. I'm running up the bags. I'm, you know, setting it up for them to come home. My dad calls and goes, you know what? I think we're going to give you the whole year off. You, we're going to keep the boys. And, and I was like, well, that's not really going to make sense because I'm still going to have her and she's just going to be here by herself. So I went to go and pick her up because the, the summer was over and I, they moved. I couldn't find my daughter. So I'm looking all around, I'm going nuts. My dad's like, you know, we're gonna keep them till you figure it out. And I'm literally like losing it. Like, I don't know where he took her. They moved from West Covina. Long story short, by the time <clears throat> I found her, they had enrolled her in school in Bakersfield. I go to Bakersfield, I check her out of the school, I kidnap her out of the school and drive back home. I got back home to LA and when I got home, they called the police, and that's how I found out that his sister was an attorney and his mom, you know, was well-to-do in Los Angeles, that they had put, you know, a situation together to where it looked like I abandoned my daughter. Mm -hmm. And went and got custody, um, said I missed the court hearing. I never, I never even got served to go to court, so I didn't know any of this was going on. Mm -hmm. So she was out there... Um, I started doing some strange things for a piece of change to get lawyers and like try to get her back. And by the time I got down there, he's now like the sheriff of one of the biggest prisons down there. Mm -hmm. They don't even talk to me. I can't get a hearing. It was just basically they set it up for him to keep her. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I came up with the idea like I'm gonna sneak around with him for a while so that I could see her because I couldn't even like take her back because I had kidnapped her. Mm -hmm. So I started um, sneaking around with him for like two or three years just to like, and it, within those two or three years, he started giving me like visitations. Mm -hmm. So I would, we went back to court and we adjusted it. I started getting weekends. I, so I'm driving to and from Bakersfield on Friday and Sunday every other weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I'm working and I'm trying to do all these things. So it's putting a dent in my pocket to do this, but I continue to do it for like eight years. My dad sent the boys back um, a year later. How many years? A year. Okay. But he had her for like eight years. Okay. So what, what made you emotional right now? Like, what were you um, thinking about? Just thinking about that, um, what that was like trying to get her back. Mm -hmm. um, By this point with the three kids, your two boys are with your dad, right? And then your daughter now is caught up in this thing where you're kidnapping her, he's kidnapping her. Um, she doesn't get to see her brothers. They don't get to see their sister. How are you feeling as a mom? Like I failed because on top of that, she's saying, you know, the stepmom doesn't really like me. She says, I look like you all the time. Um, so her and the stepmom never hit it off. You know, her sisters, um, they're still all together today, but you know, they would try to take up for her. So she went through a lot with her stepmom to the point where they started getting physical and that's how I was able to get her back. Was all of this happening as a result of bad relationship decisions and this pursuit of a career? Because no. it seems like, it sounds like you were pursuing this acting thing at all costs and it was, it was costing you. It was costing me, but it was also like, it was the way we eat, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It had become a way of life for us. The kids were acting. Um, and booking commercials and you know for us like I said because rent in California is um, welfare does not pay enough for mm -hmm. anybody to live out here I don't care what nobody says you cannot live off welfare alone um, and we, we you know we lived on San Vicente and La Brea mm -hmm. so when John's dad left that was all on me mm -hmm. and but was there what about people who may be watching and say well why didn't you choose another career were there other career options Besides acting, well, I wasn't just acting. I was um, retail managing. I was, things. yeah. So you had the pursuit of your personal passions in that career, but you also had a stable job and you had AFDC, but it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And the fathers not with three kids. It wasn't and enough. None of the I didn't it? get any child support from anybody. Okay, and you didn't try to pursue that. No, I mean, I, I mean, I tried, but well, I tried with um, Janice's dad, and I was getting like two hundred and fifty dollars a month. And that's when he came up with the idea of, mm. I know how to get rid of that bill. Mm. But I was getting like $250 a month. When he took her, I had to pay him child support. So, after, so he had her for eight years, and then how did you get her back? Um, because the st the her and the stepmom got into a big fight, and she hit her in the face with a remote. And so the dad made a decision that day that him and the stepmom were done mm -hmm. because he put hands on, on the stepmom for putting hands on his daughter. Mm -hmm. So they were done. So for a minute, it was just my daughter and her dad. Mm -hmm. And it was just the two of them. So then he, he brought me into the equation and we tried to become a family again when she was like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, after all the pain that he had put me through, I just couldn't do it. So at any point, in time during the time that your three kids were still living with you did any of them ever approach you and ask you like what the hell's going on or talk to you about 
their experience or how they felt about what was happening? Um, I think that I honestly think they felt sorry for me. Mm -hmm. I think that they understood, like we had a system and I think everybody was just doing their best in the system. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was times where, you know, Andre would be 12, John is like seven or they're six years apart. And I wouldn't make it home from work on time to pick him up from school. Now they don't let 12 year olds take kids out. So me and Andre, you know, on the phone, figuring out the plan for him to kidnap him out the school when they not looking and run home. At 12 and 13. At 12 and six, yeah. So they, so Andre was basically- The baby daddy. Yeah, he was forced to be an adult. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I'm sure you acknowledge the pressure that would have on a 12 year old. Absolutely, it was on me. Okay. I'm the oldest too. So right. I, I understood what he was going through. Mm -hmm. And so now, when I was interviewing uh, Blueface here recently, um, and I was asking him, like, really, because the first time I interviewed him and Krishan, I just couldn't really understand anything because they were all over the place. Um, and then when I was able to get him here with Jaden, I, I really wanted to understand, as I was explaining to him about, you know, my journey and experience, experiencing different sexual stuff and, you know, having girlfriends and then now having boyfriends, whatever, I was saying to him, like, trying to explain to him the contrast with where he was Jonathan Porter and then he became Blueface Schoolyard Crip and how he pursued this world and this community and this family in the streets that he found comfort in and it basically took over who his identity. At what point did he, did you see the change happening? I never saw it coming because he promised Andre um, when we went to spend a night in the jail with Andre, me and Blue went to spend the night um, in the jail with Andre. They let families have- um, The family visits. The family visits. Mm -hmm. so, in that, on one of those visits, he promised Andre that he wouldn't get involved in anything like that and that he would stay, you know, clear and stay, you know, playing football. Um, and Andre drew that, his whole sleeve that's on his arm, Andre drew that for him when he was in there. Mm -hmm. And he promised um, that he wouldn't do it. But Andre's was in prison for how long? From 16 to 29. Okay, so 13 years, and f for what? Uh, he was in there for manslaughter. Okay. So he was with a kid that um, got into a shootout with another kid. And the guy that he was with ended up shooting the other kid. So Andre found comfort in the streets too? I think he found, after you know hearing from, um, after he left and so many nervous breakdowns and Blue and Callie trying to explain to me like how this happened when, you know, cause he's, you know, getting booked for jobs and we're working and it's like, how are you, you know, hanging out with the lames when, you know, you're over here. He had a driver's license. But in he, all fairness, it's kind of lame he didn't have a dad in his life. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about it, like, you know, most people who go out and find this affection from the streets is because it's filling a void that they don't have or that they have, you know? Well, right, so if not having one in Los Angeles means that, you know, when somebody say, where are you from? Mm -hmm. and you don't know what to say, that you figure out what to say re really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, Andre's a very strong person. Um, not to say that he doesn't need a dad. He absolutely did need a dad, but I think Los Angeles was definitely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, him and Blue was six feet tall at like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, he wasn't getting into it in the streets with kids. He was getting, you know, into it with people that, you know, assume that he was a certain age, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes when he, you know, would jump out of my car and be fighting somebody, I'm like, this is a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, 15, 16. Mm -hmm. 
but this person, you know, jumped on him last week. Mm -hmm. So it was some gang stuff that Andre was going through that I didn't really like realize what was going on until it was almost too late. And then Andre gets the manslaughter charge. He goes to prison. I'm assuming because the age difference and the fact that there is no father figure present, does Blue look at Andre like, at the time, did he look at him like a father figure? So he definitely felt like he lost a father, and mm -hmm. not just a brother. When he got locked up. Yeah, because um, I just remember this one time we were um, driving down the street. Oh, I had picked him up from visiting his dad for the weekend. And that Friday I had went to court and I guess he was, he thought, okay, my brother's going to come home. They're getting ready to go to court. We had gone to court before I got him out. Um, he had a gun before I got him out on that, he brought him home. So I guess, you know, when six months had went by and he's like, I picked him up and he in the back, of, back seat of the car just started kicking the shit out of, out, of, out of the back seat of the car, just like going nuts to the point where I had to pull over. And when I pulled over, he was like, <laughs> my dad said my brother's never coming home and I was just like why the fuck would he tell him that my dad's never coming home I mean my brother's never coming home and I'm just like why the fuck would he tell him that so I pulled the car over and I explained to him you know what it, that it was going to be a long process and then I, I promised him that I was going to get him home but I think that day he changed because he didn't smile anymore mm -hmm. never smiled after that day <laughs> Blue never smiled after that day. He just became like a robot. And we all just kind of tried to deal with it. We all kind of lost our mind. We, we all lost our minds that year. When I lost, Andre left the house? Yeah. When Andre left, we all of us, we lost our mind. Literally. How, what did that look like for each of you? We looked like zombies. We looked like we didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, at this point, Blue had like Coogan money, like. I don't know, $60,000 or something. And I'm hustling up trying to figure out how to get the money for this lawyer. He wants $30,000 to do X, Y, and Z, and it's no guarantee. So I'm doing all this stuff to get the money up, and then out of nowhere, Blue is just like, just use my money. It's my money, Mom. <laughs> Shit. And I was like, I never even thought of that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble for using it, but it's worth it. So I, I did, I used the money um, to pay for the attorney. Um, but he didn't get to come home. And so you're in the prison doing the family visit. Um, Blue promises Zandre he's not gonna follow in his footsteps. And then he joins Schoolyard Crip. No, he went to college. He did everything that he promised us that he was going to do. He got good grades. He was a scholar athlete. I don't know why the fuck he's spelling the way he's spelling. That's not how he spells, but um, he did everything he was supposed to do. He, he passed all his um, SATs. His grades were perfect. He went to college with flying colors. Um, him and his dad went on the visit. I let them do the visit. I found the scholarship. I was just reaching out everywhere, trying to make sure that he was able to get out of there. Um, and then at the last minute, he got the offer. He went down there and they signed and he was in college. So when he left college, I found out that he left college um, by calling his coaches to just check in. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, he left like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, why didn't anybody call me? But they didn't call me because they had, um, used him in a game that started his clock 
and he didn't want his clock, I guess, to start ticking because he wanted to just use that school to go to a bigger school. Mm-hmm. And so him and the coaches got into it about the way they just, you know, used him in a desperate situation. I didn't really understand how the clock worked, so mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, make a big stink about it. But that's why they didn't call me because they didn't want to tell me that they basically fucked over him and he left. But earlier when you said you don't understand how he ended up in where he is, I understand how he ended up. I mean, a young person's development starts early. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you go to college and then you decide to get into things. Like you see things as you grow older. Like I saw my mother on drugs. I saw my mother abandon us. I saw my mother lose everything. I chose to learn from her mistakes and be like, I ain't gonna do that, I ain't gonna do that, I ain't gonna do that. But also as a result of those mistakes, I also don't have my own kids because I'm afraid that I'm gonna do it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I can sit here, or people watching can sit here and judge you if they want to, but like nobody was in your shoes and know what you were going through. You're still a mother, a human being, going through your own experiences. You, you, know, you had your trauma with your stepdad, that's real. Um, and then somehow that manifests in ways that you may not even acknowledge so, or know. Or, or, or see um, coming. So like I understand a little bit now more because he hasn't really shared, like anytime I ask him about his upbringing, he just like avoids the question. He like comes up with an excuse. He changes the topic. He does not go there. And I've just I always wondered why. Have, he might've checked out. Like I said, I think he checked out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been able to make something happen for them. So when I couldn't make that happen, I think they realized I didn't have a cape. Mm. Um, and this shit's real. So, so when he goes to school, he checks out. Where does it go from Jonathan Porter, the athlete, the student, to schoolyard crib, blueface? Um, so he left school and he went to Jaden's house. Um, he moved in with the mom. Yeah. So when he leaves school and moves in with Jaden's mom, I was pissed. I wanted to choke her out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't say anything because I still had to respect the fact that she put a let him come in and put a roof over his head. Mm-hmm. She didn't call me and say. Blue dropped out or nothing. And by that time, he's grown. Right. So he. But we have been raising them, Jaden and and Blue together, her and I, since you know ninth grade. So we had a relationship, a good right. relationship. But at this point, he's grown. Yes. So he can move wherever he wants. Oh yeah, he when he left the school, he they there was no way to tell him he couldn't leave. So when he moved in with her, was he blue faced then? No, he, he wasn't was schoolyard working a job then. and. <laughs> Where did the schoolyard crib come in? I'm trying to figure out. So one of my best friends um, says that the boys, you know, hanging out in the hood, they made those friends. So so the schoolyard crips that they're they're friends with, they've been friends since they were babies. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So some of those kids, they've been in. They raised up together. Yes, two or three years old. So all of those people that he hang with. Um, or babe, you know, from babies, and that that was his family. That's his family. Okay. I mean, you know, the school, the people that run up in the schoolyard, <laughs> the people that run up and down the street, you yeah, know, playing yeah. on the play on on the street all mm-hmm. day. Once you know, you know, a couple of them, and you know, those are your brothers, basically. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're like cousins and brothers. So once they get into that, then you kind of like, oh, I want to get into it too. My daughter said that she hung out with John and um, one of his friends, and they. Somebody rode up on the car, on the, they were on a bus or something, and somebody rode up and, where are you from, and pulled out guns on them. And she said, instead of them being afraid, they were excited. Mm. So I have no idea. It's, the lifestyle is, from what I've learned from, you know, 
Andre or the other kids is that the lifestyle is addictive. It's mm -hmm. not just, you know, oh, my brother was a crip, I'm going to be a crip. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, the lifestyle is addictive, too. Okay, and so your son goes on to become a successful rapper. He drops the single Tatiana, blows up, which appears to be overnight, um, links up with WAC 100, um, and becomes a star. What do you think of that when you see your son who's gone through all these different changes, instability, is a, moving around with different situations, going to college, dropping out, but now has actually garnered some success? Um, it was bittersweet because on one hand I was like, okay, you know, he was trying to become this. So I thought, you know, I said some things to him, you know, probably to discourage him because he was calling every night for studio money. Give me 40 more, 40 more. So I'm going through the process of thinking, is he on fucking drugs or what is it? I mean, even my husband, you know, it's two in the morning for us because we're in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And we get in the call, you know, he's still in the studio, it's, you know, midnight. He's already called for $40 three times. So we're like, fuck, he's on drugs. So mm -hmm. my husband was like, well, just get the number that he, that, and tell him, tell him we're not going to give him the money if he's really at some place that we'll, we'll pay the people. Mm -hmm. So we paid the studio and it was actually, a, you know, a studio. He didn't make it up. The people said he had been there for hours. Um, so when he was trying it and, you know, he was working too at the same time, but I was just like, you, you like, you blew it. Like, you're a loser. Like I said some things and then he got the tattoo on his face and I said some more things and I was just, I was heartbroken and frustrated, you know? Mm. Um, it was kind of like, I messed up with Andre, but like, you know, when Blue went to college, Callie went to college, they both had full ride scholarships. It was kind of for me like, oh shit, I made up for, you know, I'm not the worst mom in the world. I made, you know, I'm, I'm doing better. So for them to just like throw them scholarships away and all that hard work, it was like, fuck, I failed again, mm -hmm. you know? But, so you're back in Ohio and you're back in Ohio with your husband? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Sappho. Right. So I met him um, in Jonathan's 10th grade, maybe 10th, 11th grade. We kind of just dated back and forth. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring him around until, you know, I was sure. And then that was basically my plan. Like once Jonathan went to college, I'm going to run off and live for myself now. And, well, so, and you're, you're getting ready to celebrate or you celebrated seven years. Who? Married. Yes. Okay. Well, we can clap it up for that. I mean, got it they, right. they say third time's a charm. Third it's time's like, a is this charm. like fourth or fifth? No, that's third. I got married. That was, he's my third, third yeah. Okay, and so this has been Blue's stepdad, your kid's stepdad, mm -hmm. since, John, since Jonathan was about, what? Um, sophomore, maybe. 19? Yeah. Well, no, sophomore. high school. Okay, but you got married when he was about 19. Yeah. Okay, and so. No, 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 I got married because um, we flew them out. So I got married. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, seven yeah, years, yeah, about 1920. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and we did our research. Can we play no yeah, games over I, here? I'm getting old. <laughs> okay, and so <laughs> when you started to see him pop, was there a part of you that had animosity because the career that you had pursued for so long and not really obtained that type of success, was there animosity because he had done it? No, I was so happy for him because I was like, you know what he said to me? I bet you he doesn't even remember this. He was like, see, mom, you can get back in now. It never even dawned on me to even try again. Mm -hmm. I had just like let it die when I lost, you know, when Andre went to jail, I just kind of like, I let go. In fact, I let go so tough. I took those little headshot cards. I don't know if you had any, but we had I've those. i but I know what they are. We had these little headshot SAG cards. Mm -hmm. I was so happy. And I took that card and it's still to this day under a church bench. 
and I promised myself I would come back for it when Andre was like 13 or 14 because he started getting in trouble. So that's when I was like, okay, I got to let this go. I got to watch him. Why you didn't take your picture from Soul Plane and tape it under there? Because that picture was cute and it had my phone on <laughs> it had the sag and I, it, it was the card on me in church. Yeah. So I planted it in there and said, I'll be back. And I just forgot all about it until mm -hmm. recently. Like, damn, it's probably still under that church bench. So when he makes it, you know, one I'm of super happy and proud of him. I'm so happy and proud of him. And then when he said, you know, this is, you know, because at the time, Callie is, you know, pursuing acting in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So if we kind of looked at it like we called um, Blue the gatekeeper when he was little because mm -hmm. he would just we walk him in there to do the commercial. He read above, you know, reading average and he would just walk in there and get the jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because there was rooms that I wasn't even allowed in until Jonathan started booking and then people started seeing us and it was like, oh, okay, like, oh, shit, okay, I'm his mom, they let me in. Mm -hmm. So the kids used to call him the golden child, like, you know, he, this gonna be the gatekeeper, mm -hmm. he gonna get us all in. Well, the movie The Golden Child, if you watch it, everybody honored him and held him up like Simba in The Lion King. How do you go from that to what we see now online every day? Because Jonathan didn't, he didn't honor anything that I instilled in him when he got there. And what was that? And that was basically reach back and grabbing your siblings. Mm -hmm. So they also promised me, him and Callie, that they would set up a situation financially for Andre. That was the whole, I'm, I paid almost $10,000 a year for Callie to play basketball. Blue had private um, quarterback lessons. I'm sitting in the car reading my book, they throwing the ball. You know, sometimes I'm out there so long they have to use my car lights to finish, you know, with their training and stuff. And the, this training and this thirst and this journey that we were on for them to make it was so that Andre didn't get trapped in a system coming home and going back in again. We have family members. We know if there's nothing for them when they come home, they're going right back. Mm -hmm. So that was the plan. And when I saw that that wasn't like they lost their way for the plan, I I. I kind of grew angry mm -hmm. um, and then it was like when we went to go stay with him he was like when he first signed he told Callie he when he went to Atlanta yeah come on out to California I'm gonna help you you know you know get get on acting or whatever mm -hmm. so I'm like okay cool he got a foot in the door boom she should come I co-signed that so when she sold all her stuff and moved out of her apartment and came down here he said I had already paid for an apartment for the whole year you straight it's not his fault and it's not her fault. Who it's paid for the apartment? Blueface? Blue had paid for an apartment for, for, the, for, for a year. For the sister. But he had a roommate. So he had just paid his rent, you oh, know, forward uh -huh. for six months. Um, and then once he got his house, he was like, oh, she can stay there. Mm -hmm. But what happened was that we didn't find out until years later while we were at each other's throat is that his friend never ever responded to let her in he was supposed to give her keys this whole time blue is thinking that we we didn't want to go there she was too bougie mm -hmm. that she wanted to stay in his house mm -hmm. that was never the case the case was that the guy ran off with the keys and was like oh, shit, i'm staying here by myself for free mm -hmm. and he never let her in but on the outside as fans i mean it looks like and i i, I mean i personally talk to him offline and see him outside I look at him like he's a good person. I mean, I, I like him. I think he does put on for the cameras. I, he definitely knows how to put on for social media. And he's created a character that, in my opinion, he allows everybody to hate as long as it provides for everybody he cares about. Because everybody that's in his world, it, it appears on the outside that he's in some way 
setting up situations for them to be taken yeah, care of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely um, meticulously moving pieces on the board. Right. They, all of them play chess. He knows when he when, sometimes even when he says, "Fuck you, mom. You're a whore." I know that's go get it, mom. You know what I'm saying? I y'all might take it as he called his mom a hoe. I'm like, all right, I'm up. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So some, and he still could have been mad and calling me a whore that day. But to this day, I'll never know. Mm -hmm. I'll never know when he said, you know, you ain't my mom, fuck you. Like, there's different things that he'll do. And probably even to Krishan, probably to you, probably to, you know, different people when he feels like, okay, this ain't moving this piece. No, I got to figure out. No, he, we're going to get, he's extremely manipulative. He's very, he's, we're going to talk about it because he tried to play Well, me. manipulation no, is more, no, 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 he ain't manipulating. No. He, he, he he's being yeah. a quarterback. You no, know, he, he's, he's, he is a very nice, narcissist, manipulative, beautiful soul. I love Blueface. Narcissist? Everybody know, everybody know, oh, yeah. Let me, I'm going to explain to you. Okay. Why? And I'll tell you my own situation because I had to remove myself from the toxicity of whatever this is because I'm enthralled in it like everybody else but I have a job to do right like I love talking to everybody and I love talking to him and I'm sure he'll come back at some point after he manipulates his way over here and let me say this it looks like to all of us on the outside that he was taking care of you guys because I remember one of the first viral moments that I saw of you guys was when he was kicking y'all out of his house uh-huh now, did you feel a sense based on this pack that you all believe you had that you were entitled to be taken care of? Absolutely. It was did. a pact. Okay. Explain that because I love because that you guys all own your shit. It was a pact because we were a family that had went through a very traumatic situation. Um, and we had with, made with a the brother, with, Andre. Yes, we had made a plan. Remember, this is the person that said, use the money, steal it from the Coogan account. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this is an eight year old. So that's why I say it's not manipulation, it's calculation. Calculation is better word. He is very calculated. Because okay, I would have never thought to go take that Coogan money. Now, I'm a grown-ass woman, and I'm out here like, I, can, I might have to do a strange thing for a piece of change at who, this point. Who earned the Coogan money? He did. Right, so this is my point. I feel like Blue has always been required to be an adult in the situation. And not his, required. Like I said, I didn't even think of that. That no, was no, his no, suggestion. I'm not saying you required it. Oh. I'm saying he in had... In his heart, in he his had mind. A, Blueface has a big heart. Yes. In my opinion. And I feel like there was this sense where he felt he needed to be the provider because he, his, his dad wasn't there, Andre's dad wasn't there, Callie's dad wasn't there. So he stepped up to do that. But I feel like now it looks like, at least on the outside, that it's always at the detriment of him because he's always either attacked or put in a situation where he's fighting somebody that is supposed to love him or, or that he's supposed to be in love with in order for everybody to feel like they're taken care of. Is that a, why, is that a, why would he have to fight if he's, no, I don't, I don't. If you disagree, tell me. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that he feels like he has, he has to fight. I feel like in every situation, he's not the person who starts the shit. He's never the person. Right. He's never the person who starts it. So he's on the defense. Yes. So my point is, is he reaches a certain level of success. He has this commercial success with Tatiana and all that and the Cardi B remix and everything. And now he's soaring in his uh, career. And then there's this, there's this sense of obligation to him that he has to take care of everybody. He's never had to take care of anyone. Callie, Andre have done an awesome job taking care of themselves, even watching him. 
he has not thrown one bone that, that I can ever remember for either one of them. Now he has, you know, when Andre tried to start having his parties, you know, at Blue's house in that aspect, but it's not to the point where it's not sufficient. So if I tell him, okay, you on, your sister's coming out here, she's acting, she's gonna sell all her stuff, this was his idea. And then she gets there and you lose your train of thought because you know Blue have a problem when it comes to the VJJ. He kind of loses his mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when the VJJ gets in his mind, he loses track. When you he know, well, I wasn't even talking about Andre because I honestly didn't even see Andre enter the group chat until recently. I haven't seen because we I, I try to follow everything, but it's so much. I'm talking about specifically. It was you and Callie. One of the first memories I remember was when you all were fighting and he was kicking you all out the house. But this was like. When he oh, had the VJJ in the house, he was too happy about the two VJJs in the house. Okay. Now, I remind you, I'm staying there with her. I got a house. I'm a homeowner. I'm in Ohio. Okay. okay? I brought her there. We drove her there. We didn't ask for flight money. He just bought a million dollar house. We didn't ask for, can you help us move her stuff? We sold her stuff. We jumped in the car. We drove. We drove to Blue's, um, all his concerts and stuff. Mm -hmm. We went on tour with him, driving behind him. Mm -hmm. He might fly, we drive. Mm -hmm. That was just our thing. We've been driving to the prison, so we love to drive. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he was, you know, required to take care of anyone. We just, he's doing it now because it's like, okay, this is what I said. This is how you provide opportunities so that your sister and your brother can fish for themselves. Mm -hmm. Not hand them three, $400 and tell them to get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. It's just share the show. You know, everybody's working together. Everybody got their hand in their own job not a hand out mm -hmm. and I think I feel like he I feel like at this point he wants to like be in charge of everybody mm -hmm. and maybe that's you know he's grown accustomed to that mm -hmm. and not well, that's having what narcissists that do. Oh, stop it I'm not saying he is <laughs> but that's what narcissists do what? that's the same game Kanye plays wants to be in charge of every piece on the chessboard Yes. That's not a narcissist. That's more like, you know, it's a leader. It's more of like a quarterback. It's like when you're a quarterback, because we got to remember. Well, he's, see, now you sound like an enabler. No, uh, there we go. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying because I know him personally. Mm -hmm. And if he's on the field and he sees the play, he might have the drop on this one that you don't have. So it may seem like I want to be in control of everybody. That I, but I haven't already got the drop. This dude's faster than you. You can't get over here in time. You do this, you do this, you do this. And then if you don't do that, that's where the narcissist comes in that he's not happy with. Oh, you thought we was fitting to just sit here and, and wait for you all day? No, we're not. Okay, so when he kicks you out the house and you go viral on social media, why not just pack it up, go back to Ohio, and let Blueface be a rapper? How do you then stay in it all? Like, why are you then still? Cause oh, no, we left. Okay. We were done that day. And Callie went, back to, went Ohio? to a shelter. Callie went to a shelter. She was in a shelter for like six months. In L.A.? Yes. She refused to go home with me. She was like, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to stay here in this shelter. I took her baby and left. She was in the shelter with six the baby? Six months. She was in the shelter with the baby? Six months. For six months? Six months. And then, okay, so you, then you take the baby. And then from that point to where are you rolling around in the dirt with Krishan? Like, when did Krishan... <laughs> she even went from the shelter to Krishan. <laughs> because at some point... So no, before no, no. we even get to Krishan, did you always hate Jaden or did you at some point like Jaden? 
What? I don't hate her to this day. I well, love Jaden. Well, she snipped like a Barbie, and she ain't worried about nobody, clearly. But you did not, I mean, you at some point didn't like Jaden. I've always liked her. I've just always seen different things that she would do. Um, I would say as a narcissist and try to control, like, what he disperses to us. You think Jaden's a narcissist yes. over your son? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Carlissa, you must have smoked a oh, fat Oh, hell yeah. She's a good one, too. What? Jaden? Yeah, Jaden is controlling this whole shit. Y'all think it's John. She told him, go on over there and get that bitch money. Bring it back. You better stop fucking playing. Y'all ain't, y'all, you ain't picking up what I've been putting down this whole year, huh? Okay, wait, no, we're going to get into it because you've been putting a lot mm. down. All right, so, um, Jaden. So She's you, the pimp. So you've always hated her. No, hell no. I, I raised her. from. She was like 14. I taught her to cook and clean. And, you know, do, her mom is, her, her and her mom have their own thing. But Wait, she was so at my you, house a you lot. You taught her to cook and clean and then you call her the housekeeper. Well, she was always over my house and not cooking and cleaning and eating up all my damn food with him. They act like they was married at 14. And because I was afraid to lose John to the streets how I was with Andre... When he looked at me one day and said, she's not going anywhere. She's going to be here for the rest of my life. I literally had to like swallow my pride and say, well, where the bitch sleeping at? But you couldn't be mad at that because you weren't with any man who looked at you and said that to you. Yes, I was. No, I just Not until this man in the back. No man looked at you and said, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. Yes, they you... did. I just decided to go. Let me tell you something. What? Let me tell you something. If ain't you, nobody never left that me, That man Jason. that's in the back with you ain't letting you live. <laughs> no, 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 no. He ain't letting so, me leave. So, <laughs> okay. So, stop feeding me bullshit because you ain't talking to blue We're going to be on this to, motherfucker next. You talking to, to me. You talking to, talking <laughs> we we going to be on here next. <laughs> you talking to the king of the internet over here. Let me explain. So, you, if, if he looked at you and said, Mom, this is the girl that I love and she's never going to live. And at 14 years old, did I look like I cared? But 11 years later, 12 years right. later, they're still together. Right. Mm. I just didn't see her like with no ambitions as a kid. And so I was like, okay, if she's gonna be here, I tried to instill some. I helped her get her grades up and you know, you know, trained her like, okay, he's going to college. He's not staying here because I'm leaving. So you're gonna have to get your homework and bring it over here and do some homework too. And if you get pregnant, you out, you on your own. So she went and got her birth control and her permission slip and she came back. And we went almost every other day. She, I, she went to every game with me. I picked her up, I dropped her off. I made sure she was safe, you know, bought her her first promise ring. So absolutely not. I was I was on board. And then when did she become a spick? Because you called her that on social Don't media. Don't say that. I said chick. No, no. Listen, we have to talk about it because I have siblings who are, who are Latino or Hispanic or whatever y'all, y'all Spanish. They're, my fans are livid at you for calling her that. I, I apologize to all, I, I apologize to anyone who I offended. Um, I do, you know, I do say some shit that I don't mean sometimes. And I definitely am not prejudiced by any means to any nation or any religion or in, any color at all. Well, and she was here and she said that she was not Mexican. She said that she's... She is Mexican. She said, well, she, well, she said she wasn't full Mexican. She said she her had a little black Mexican, in her. Her daddy Mexican, that's good enough. She said she didn't grow up. <laughs> she also said she was black, too, and light-skinned black. So we're going to talk about... She a little bit of that, and a little bit of that, and a little bit of that. But you she also... She got some fried chicken. She got some... Uh, <laughs> that's She got some shrimp fried rice. 
Is she it got that's... some salt and pepper. You know what I'm talking about. Isn't that stereotyping? Because I, mean, I don't eat fried chicken. You don't eat fried chicken, Jason? I mean, I've had fried chicken, but I'm not sitting around with a KFC bucket. But you know what I mean. Seat. You know your mama made some chicken. My mama was white. Oh, shit. You ain't had no fried chicken. No, we had Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, okay, so we With the cle- cheese on top. So we've cleared it, no, so we've cleared it up. You're not a racist. No, 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 You don't no, no. hate I love Mexicans, everybody. Latinos, Hispanics. No, I love everybody. Okay, including Jaden. I love Jaden. Yes, I do. You love Jaden? Absolutely. Why she still got you blocked? They all take turns blocking me. <laughs> The fuck? Every week I'm blocked. I just try each number to see which motherfucker go take the call. They all take turns blocking me. Okay, so you don't hate Jaden. You love Jaden. I love Jaden. Okay, and you have two beautiful grandkids. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, And I will say I I enjoy... I have seven now. Well, I just met her for the first time when her and Blueface were here. And although you're... um, We didn't call them a narcissist. What we call them? Calculation. That calculated as... Neighborhood, that calculate, calculated neighborhood crib son of yours was mad that I had Krishan right after I interviewed you them. You can't but call him a neighborhood crib, Jason. Why? You know better than that. Why can't he? Because I don't think that's... Oh, school. school. You set tripping, Jason. Sorry. No, I'm just playing. Sorry. My baby is not... A, first of all, y'all, my baby is not no crib. My baby is Jonathan Jamal Porter, and he is not no fucking crib. So we're going to stop saying that today. In Jesus' name, my son is not no crib. Okay. He got a lot of crib friends, and he hang with a lot of cribs, but I'm not fixing to accept that. Well, can I also say, I apologize to the schoolyard cribs and the neighborhood cribs. I love all cribs, as y'all know I'm talking about. <laughs> See, you prejudice. You- <laughs> okay, no. So, well, no, it's all blue. We're staying within the same color. I'm not disrespecting. <laughs> Uh, but no, I have a respect for the street life and the street culture because I understand what it represents. I have mm-hmm. family in the streets. My brother died in the streets. And so like, I never want to be disrespectful or, or inconsiderate of like what people are going through in our community. Now, okay, so you love Jaden. I love Jaden because like a daughter because I've been with her since she was 14 years old. I've prayed with her. I've cried with her. I've wanted to snatch her. You know, I've waited outside for her to come out for hours, and she disappeared somewhere. I've watched her and John go back and forth their whole life. Jonathan over this girl house, that girl house. I've, they about to bust out my house window. So I've been through a lot with her. So I, I naturally love her. I don't like her right now, mm-hmm. but I do love her. But you're. But you also have said that you wanted Blue to be with a woman your color, your darker skin woman like a Krishan, not a Jaden. So when you say Krishan you're not racist. Krishan ain't dark enough. She ain't dark but enough. But when you say you're not racist, no, when, you, when you say you're not racist and you say stuff like that, are you not a racist but a colorist? Like what is it that makes you bring race or color into the equation when it comes to the girls? Um, well, naturally when you, it's not racist or colorist. I just think that, you know, black people should be with black people and white people should be with white people and Mexicans should be with Mexicans. I've grown not to think that, but that was my way of thinking. Where did you get that I'm from? I'm from Ohio. We didn't do this, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's this? I don't have any, like all my friends, none of my friends are mixed. Like this is a new thing for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm 50. I'm from the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm this from is, the 70s too. You ain't, you deep, deep in the. You, no, I am deeper in the you 70s. You own close to the 80s. But I grew up, I mean, you were telling my mother's family did not like her being with black men. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just felt like, you know, it's safer. And, you know, when the police come or, you know, something goes on, you just, if they see us two black people, it's two black people. But they're going to treat, my sons have been through a lot with mixed situations. So I, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what is Andre and Blue's relationship like now? 
Um, they're just, they're not, they're not on bad terms or good terms. They just don't see eye to eye. You know, Dre tries to stay away from some of the stuff that, you know, he's going through and I've probably scared him happy. Don't be with that motherfucker. Don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So he over here, he, so I kind of probably scared him. Like, you know, I don't want him to get in trouble or, you know, but what changed their relationship where Blue was in the backseat crying for his brother who was going to prison and going and visiting him and promising not to end up like that to now not being close? I probably scared both of them. Like, I threatened John, like, if my son goes back to jail with your bullshit, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of behind the scenes where, you know, I'm panicking. I'm a mom, mm -hmm. you know, and Blue got bail money. Dre don't, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know. You know, I'm pretty sure he would make sure, but it's just I, why even get in this situation? Mm -hmm if you can't afford to, mm -hmm. you know, you already did 13 years and you're older now, you know, John's young. He's still, well, he's getting older too, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't in agreement. You know, I try to keep them to do their own thing. Okay. And then Dre got out and was married. So he needed to be doing something else, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So blue kicks you and your daughter out. Callie goes with the baby to the uh, homeless shelter. You come get her out after six months. You're gone off the scene. And then when do you re-enter the scene on social media so my husband um had put in his time and he was re getting ready to retire so we you know said we were always gonna move out to vegas you know get a nice house and just kind of relax and chill and so that was our plan so as soon as we got there and you know got acclimated and got all into the situation here come this knucklehead talking about i opened i just bought a restaurant i need you to come down because we had a restaurant in ohio mm -hmm. Um, we had a successful, um, it's called Buckeye Cheddar and Chili, um, little chili cheese dog. My husband was into, you know, baseball dogs and all his friends. So we had a place out there where we did really well and then we sold it mm -hmm. when he got ready to retire. Mm -hmm. So we sold it, sold the house, had a bunch of money and went to Vegas. As soon as we got to Vegas, John called and said, come open this damn restaurant. And I already bought it. You can't say no. And then Carlissa re-enters the chat. And Carlissa re-enters the chat when she should have said, hell no. So you, so do you move to L.A. or do you just come here from Vegas? He's like, well, you got to come stay with me because it's right down the street from my house. And this is how he got me. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you could be here with the kids and stuff. And so then when you came and moved in, was, where was your husband at? He was so mad at me. But he did it because he really likes the, the restaurant and the business. And, you know, him and John had their own relationship john gave me away to my husband so they had a relationship too mm -hmm. so he understood okay you know he's blue face he's got a little money he's trying to make some moves let's get in on it so, so he the was, husband move in too yes so now it's a full house it's a full house you him is Jaden it's there it's a beautiful thing yes and the kids are there yes the kid one kid because the son kid the, yeah so one the kid son Jaden, blue you and my husband. Mr. Harvey. And then we always had Carter, Callie's son. Wait, so. who is Harvey? Because that's Mr. I'm, Saffold. I'm, my dad is Harvey. So why is your name? Oh, so you keeping your dad's name too? Um, no, which oh, is Instagram okay. was on me about something. Okay, so, got yeah. it. Okay. So you, Mr. <laughs> Saffold, the kid, the girl, baby mom, first baby mom, because now you got another one, allegedly. I mean, he, you know. And then you're all in the house. Yeah. Was Jaden working at the restaurant then? Yeah. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we saw that video pop up. So you were her manager? No, I mean, we, we, we were just, you know, we were just working. I who wasn't was, her manager. Who, who was in charge? We both were. Mm. So you were co-managing it with? Yes. Okay, with Jaden. Okay. And so at what point does, so does, do things go left when Blue Girls Club is birthed? Yes. 
soon as the devil came and they start putting them horns on Wait, it was up. Who is the devil? They got horns. The don't the, the blue girls. Oh, I the thought devils. you were calling whack the devil. Who put? It <laughs> was that wax idea. Was that blues idea? Who's who created Blue Girls Club? No, whack was totally against Blue Girls Club. Whack just want John to just focus on the music and make you some money and sit down somewhere. That's it. Whack knows the game too. Yeah. Okay. So literally the game and the game. Yeah. Get it? Okay. Yeah. So now Blue Girls Club. <laughs> the game. Blue and Girls the game. Club is created, and that was the beginning of the end. Yes. And so Blue comes to you and says, Mom, while you run the restaurant, I'm going to go get another house and move a bunch of girls in and start filming them every day. He picked me up and took me to see the house. And I was so excited for him. Like, this is your second house. And, you know, you could be balling out of control, son. You making it happen, Captain. And then he told me he was going to start this TV show with the girls. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. I'm giving them ideas. You thought it was like charm school? <laughs> I thought it was like America's Next Top Model. I didn't know it was like... Hosted by Tatiana himself? <laughs> yes. I mean, he had, he had a family. We was... At his <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had the hot dog shop going. You had the, the, the baby mom who you said was nothing but a housekeeper co-managing it you with gonna you. You're going to keep saying that. I said that when I was mad. I'm just using your words. Okay. And then you had Mr. Saffold there not understanding what Blue's Clues you guys had going on. And then... Charm School is not top model. It's actually a bunch of ratchet-ass girls who want to fight for the love of your son. I don't think they were. Was they fighting for the love of him or they just was they fighting? They were just fighting. The, yeah, they were just trying to come up. They was thirsty. But it was also kind of brilliant because he made a lot of money and he started to figure out how to go viral on social media. Mm -hmm. So when he was building that um, and then he found this rising star named Krishan Rock under a rock and moved her in. What were your thoughts on Krishan? Uh, so I watched the videos and I was watching the videos of all the girls and I would, you know, send my thoughts. Like he gave a fuck, he really didn't. But I would send him my thoughts like, oh, this one, this one, this one. Like just hearing them talk and getting a vibe. I'm good with that. So when I saw her, I said, I don't know what it is, but don't pick her. Whatever you do, don't pick her. You hate it on Krishan. Literally on the video screen, the cute little girl. She's on there like, e and she's so cute. Uh, did you see her? Her, her I, you gotta that. go watch it. And I was still like, no. But and I don't if, know what it was. Were you just hating? No, I was literally like, no. Like, I just didn't. It wasn't anything. Like, I didn't get a bad vibe. I just felt like. Mm, and then when he picked her, I was like, oh, okay. I saw, you know, like things that she had already done. And, you know, her, just her video just wasn't it. I don't know what it was, but I was And at the it. time she had her tooth. At the time she had her tooth. Okay. So you don't want Krishan. He but I mean, it was kind of jiggity anyway. So it was like. She was cute. Yeah, she was very cute. Stop hating on Krishan. I was just saying, like, it wasn't like she had, you So know. she gets in the house. She's doing everything she needs to do to be the standout. She becomes the Beyonce of Blue's Girl. Club, Blue, she Blue Girl's becomes house. the 5150 of the house. Which in reality TV <laughs> is the star. Yeah. So she becomes the star of the thing. And then where's Jaden? She's at home with me and at the restaurant. So, so by day, he's family oriented, running a, a burger joint or whatever food you guys have on the menu over soul there. Soul food. We had seafood, soul food. Seafood, soul food. Mm-hmm. Five-star restaurant. But then the real food for his soul was happening in that other house with all them blue girls, club girls. I don't even think he was ready for that. And do you know at what point he started to fall in love with Krishan? 
Um, I got it from Jaden, so I didn't get it from him. Oh, she told you. Oh, she just started acting crazy in the restaurant, moving, throwing stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What's like wrong with you? Pans and stuff? Oh, she was in that motherfucker about to tear it down one day, and I told John, I said, I don't know what's going on. What'd you do to her? She's like. But how did she find out about what was happening over there before you? She just had that woman intuition, literally. Mm-hmm. That there was it something was, going on. She just had her woman intuition, and it just kind of, she probably made it you know, manifest more than what it would have. Mm-hmm. But she definitely has some type of intuition because when she started slamming in pots, I don't even think it was a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And then and then he starts to fall for Krishan, or do you think it was more of a business transaction? Um, I think it was started off as a business transaction. Mm-hmm. But then he fell in love with her. Yeah. I believe- didn't know he fell in love with her. I thought he was just, you know... Make but do you moves. believe he's in love with her now? <clears throat> I did not believe it until that lie detector test said, you love her. I said, what the fuck? What lie detector test? He took a lie detector. Nobody paid attention to that but me, huh? I said, huh? Where was this at? On their show. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, girl. Oh, so, t- so I mean, the, it's fine. I'm, he we're, took we're a lie detector test and that motherfucker Actually, said, my pronoun is that nigga, but I'll <laughs> let you, you know. He took a lie detector test, and when it said, I love you, I promise you, everything just went out of me like, this is real. It was not real to me until I seen that. So how did you go from that to rolling around in the dirt with her? Oh, that was before that. So the rolling around the dirt was... Wait, so you... Okay, so... Because I never understood how... So Jaden acted up, and then he, he brought her home, and I was like, are we really doing this? And he was like, we're really doing this. And I'm like, I don't have no time to move out and get another place. Like, she's just going to be here with me like this. And I was, he was just like, this, this is what I'm doing. I'm managing her. He was bringing Krishan into your home? Yes. He with brought her Jayden right too? in. No, no, no. Jaden was gone. Okay. She just dipped on the set. Oh, yeah. She did say that. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to figure this out. Because you guys literally m- manipulate social, not even manipulate. That's my favorite word. You guys dominate social media every day. All of you. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it all out. So Jaden's gone, he moves Krishan in, and he tells you you have how much time to figure it out? He didn't tell me I had time to figure it out. He just, you know, I'm working the restaurant, so I'm right. like, damn, I can't just leave the restaurant. And, you know, my husband made a couple complaints about it, like, you know, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into type of shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because we love Jaden, and she's there with the kids, and now the kids are out, and this girl's in. So naturally, it was like, damn, like, I don't want to give up the kids. I mean, you can take Jaden, but the kids, like, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bitch can go and leave the kids. No. So it you was don't like, like Jaden. I do. I don't like the way she played me. Like, we, a week before her and my son got together, we was locked hands, hum that is some that is some that is talking to Jesus. Whole, whole heavenly father, bring him home to bring him home safe. Do y'all really be talking to Jesus? What? We was, we was going in. We had the chills. We exchanged. We, now, mind you, four months before that, I got a chill and said, oh, he's going to marry you. She said, bitch, if he married me, I'm going to give you $100,000. I ain't got that money yet. But I said, you don't have to, you don't have to give me $100,000. Just let's get into this show that I'm creating because I've been creating this show for four years now. I slipped and told Krishan. That's how she ran my shit over to Zeus. Okay, but before we go to crazy in love, so Jaden's out. Wait, Jaden's Jayden's out. out Krishan's in. Krishan's in, and at what? How long did it take for her to be introduced to you as it's a thing? She's moving in to you all rolling around One in hour. the dirt. Oh, 
we 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 tried our best to like work it for about I would say a month. Okay. It took about a month. And were you guys? What made you guys start bumping heads to the point that it escalated? Going, you know how them young people were. She going in my room, taking my stuff out. I'm setting booby traps. She's going in there anyway. You know, I tell John, he don't, you know, he's like, okay, I'll tell her. So she come back, you tell him, don't, I'm going in your room. You know, just little stuff that was just like, oh God, you know, just young people stuff. You know, mm -hmm. they go in their mama room when they not home type stuff. And so then you would call her out on it? Yes. And Where's my makeup? The bitch got my shit again. You know, just stuff like that. It was just going on and on and on. And it was starting to drive me crazy because I don't like people going and taking my stuff out mm -hmm. without telling me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he act like he was going to try to fix it, but it just wasn't able to be fixed. And then you guys end up in the brawl that has been seen all over the world. Well, they tried to get me to take care of a third dog. Now, I'm already dogged out. I'm doing dogs, dishes, kids, restaurants. I'm dogged out. My husband's like, tell him to do it. You ain't got to go get the dog shit. You know, so I'm arguing with my husband behind the scenes. Like this nigga trying to have you do this and that and that. And I'm just, you know how husbands are. You're doing too much. And I was exhausted. I was mentally and physically exhausted. So on the last round when she came home from the Zeus, now I didn't know she went over there and made shit do what it do. Mm -hmm. Else I probably would have sucked it up. I'm like, you got this bitch. She ain't making no money. I, you know what I'm saying? So, so you thought she was freeloading it? I didn't. He just, I knew what they was trying to do. Because mind you, my son was working with her before my, before Blue got serious. Dre mm -hmm. had already had her out fishing her, you know, trying to work with her. Mm -hmm. So Dre kind of like built her as an artist to begin with. Because mm -hmm. um, Blue was trying to be at home. So Dre was picking up the slack. Mm -hmm. So taking wait was Dre involved with Blue Girls Club too, or he was he, doing something? He was he just kind of sort of just there with with my son. Yeah, maybe security type stuff. Okay. And then you know helping him with Krishan, helping him you know invest in her. Right. So it became like an, a family investment mm -hmm. almost. Because mm -hmm. then when he brought her to me, I'm like, okay, she's here. I'll help. Then the zoo started calling me, and I started seeing like, okay, we need to somebody needs to help her. Mm -hmm. I literally, nobody knows this, but when I dropped her off at Zeus, I literally cried. Mm. She had no shoes on her feet and her feet was black. Mm -hmm. She had no suitcase. All the other girls had their Chanel bags and, you know, their parents were there and, you know, they had makeup artists. They came ready and she just was like a wandering lost soul. And I just felt so bad for her. And I was like, God, really? Mm-hmm. You really just gonna let her be out here like this? So I calls my son and goes off like, you need to fucking get it together. And if you finna be helping her and managing her, don't have me dropping her off. And these bitches got Chanel bags. And you know, I'm, just, I'm a mom. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I didn't feel right dropping her off like that. Mm -hmm. But she was cool. I'm here to get my shit. I don't give a fuck about what they got. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Like, you gonna be okay? She's I'm fine. So I took her to the nail shop and got her nails done and, you know, left her there. She came back home. They, she kept running from them to be with my son. Like, damn, if I make too many wrong moves, Jaden might creep back in. So she wasn't trying to do that. So Wait, I should not be with your son. How, though? She was she was trying to be up under my son and wasn't trying to take advantage of her opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't handling her business. Mm -hmm. So I started like being, you know, bridging that gap and trying to make sure she was there. So they literally started calling me. Like I was in control of her. Like, mm -hmm. can you have her here? Can you do this? Can you do that? So I'm doing all this stuff for her. I'm cleaning up the dog shit. I'm running a restaurant. And then in the bottom of my heart, I still feel Jaden's heart pounding mm -hmm. every day. Like, mm -hmm. how could you be there with her? You've been with me all my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm helping him with this investment because, 
you know, this is what he said he's doing. I can't just, I had already tried to take over and make him do a certain thing when we got through out the first time. Now, mind you, I'm still trying to make sure my husband don't know nothing's going on. I'm trying to make him think this shit is as normal. But he's in the house. Right, but so I wasn't like complaining and like, you know, saying what I needed to say. I mm -hmm. wasn't putting my foot down. Like, you're not gonna move some stranger in the house with us. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we had already been down that road. So I was just trying to, you know, convince my husband like, this is his artist, this is an investment, like I'm just helping him with it. You know, we took her, my husband even took me to drop her off at mm -hmm. Zeus um, when she signed up to go do that. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, we just got involved with his investment and it became more of like, you know, it just, it was overwhelming. And what was the thing that, because I missed this detail, that started that brawl that we've seen on social media? Were she came in the house, um, they came in together, um, John was with somebody the day before, so I, at this point I'm looking at him like, motherfucker, you ain't serious about nobody. With somebody who, another girl? Yes. And so it was like a lot going on. They was coming, they was going. I, didn't, I was getting dizzy. And so when she came back, um, when she came home from the Zeus and, you know, she hadn't got the money, she had went and got the de sneak deal behind my back that I, you know, told her that I'm finna do, like, you know, you go here. Cause I think I had went and did some stuff too with like celebrity moms or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like tag team, like you go get yours, I'm gonna go get mine, we, we meet back here. But when she came back, she came back with the dog and I, ne I told her I can't do another dog. So mm -hmm. you're gonna have to take the dog to your mom or somebody else. I refuse to do the dog. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I had already heard about the dog not being trained and all the shit that goes with it. Now I'm gone 10 hours a day. I can't have my husband coming back with shit on the floor, like right. how they did the other house. Mm -hmm. So I just had already these preconceived like notions and I just wasn't gonna do it. So I tried to put my foot down when they came back, but you know, they a million dollars in now. So they was a team. Mm -hmm. It was, now I was on the outside. I'm like Jaden now, they done threw my ass to the curb, okay? So when she, when they decided but that- did he, But did you get thrown to the curb because they fell in love? No, I got thrown to the curb because she went and got the bag before I could get the bag. Got it. That's what happened, literally. Mm -hmm. Like there was not a, he, like I said, there was somebody there the day before. Mm -hmm. And I slipped and said that. So when I slipped and said you that- You slipped and said it or you said it? I slipped and said it. Like, nigga, you not about to be in here trying to tell me I'm going to take care of this bitch dog and do X, Y, and Z and all of this. I'm going off. I done turned into color purple, okay? He got Medea all day. And I'm telling him, bitch ass, nigga, I'm going in, okay? Now, my husband is stone cold sleep upstairs, melatonin sleep. I'm going off like, I'm not going to take care of this bitch dog. Now, mind you, she not in the house yet. I'm just giving him the dog came in with him. And I said, oh, no, this bitch didn't. And where's she at? She in the car getting her last little swig in. I didn't know they was drinking either. So okay. that was another thing. They were pissy drunk. That day? That, that night when they came in. Okay. And so I- And where's Callie at? She's not there. She's was, not, I was just there with okay. you know, my husband and my grandson was there. He was upstairs on the video game. So she um, came in, you know, funny style. She knew I had already said, don't bring the dog there. And John didn't know I told her don't bring the dog there, but she was going to bypass what I said because this is my house now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dog is coming here. And I just looked and it just irked me so bad thinking about it. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing another dog. So she got to go. But why were you mad at her when clearly <clears throat> Blue's the one that made her feel comfortable enough to feel that way? Because she, he didn't, there was stuff that I was saying to her, grooming her of what I was going to put up with and what I was going to do there. 
you know, with her in that house, like, you know, don't go in my room, don't take my stuff, I can't take care of your dog. I had laid some laws down and she said, fuck you. Mm. Now to me, they're still young people. I don't care if they 22, 23, they still young people Mm -hmm. to me. So I'm still looking for them to have a certain level of respect, you know, the same level of respect that, you know, Callie and and Jaden and the other people have, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking I could say this is what it is and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case because she didn't know me like that. You know, I put her in a position too because she doesn't have that type of home training. And that's not her fault. And that's not to say, you know, she's a bad person, but she wasn't, she didn't know when I say, no, I ain't doing it. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. She didn't know, she, bitch, you gonna do it anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And so she started telling him that I was a horrible mom and saying, you know, my mom will come over here and take care of the baby and the dog and the cats and all this other shit. And I was just like, don't talk to me about your mom because your mom is incapable of doing what I'm doing. So don't talk to me about that. I might have said, you know, your mom's on drugs or something that like infuriated her. Mm -hmm. So then she went to being who she is, you know what I'm saying? And saying some things that was like, and so when she says something, I, it just, oh, I know what she said. She said, you know what, because I'm already fucking mad and I, I want to give you what I want to give your daughter and Jaden for knocking my tooth out or for whatever happened to her at the house. Mm-hmm. And I, that's when it dawned on me like, oh, she's an enemy. Because if she they enemy, she my enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, if you um, pussy whooped, I'm not. Mm-hmm. She our enemy. So at that point, I just was like, what? You gonna do what to, to Jaden and my daughter? And I just picked up the jar and threw it at her. Mm-hmm. I ain't Babe Ruth. The shit went flying over there somewhere. And then she, but she, that look she turned around was like, and, and John said, if you throw it at her again, now mind you, I done already pissed him off because I done said the bitch was here the night before. Mm-hmm. So he said, if you throw it at her, if you throw something else at her, I'm gonna let her get you. What you think I'm gonna do? You threw something. That's my son. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I dare you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I threw something and it connected. And she, she just sat there like breathing like, you know, Hulk Hogan or something like. <gasps> and like I was sitting there like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We woke up the beast, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't really know that she's a violent person. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, I'm just thinking she's just a disrespectful kid. Because mm-hmm. even if that would have been one of Blue's childhood dude friends talking to me like that i still would have threw something at Mm -hmm. him so he had to make a decision that day and it was a million dollars on the line and he said my mama or the million dollars and my mama throwing shit so it's looking like it's gonna be the million dollars and after playing it back i was like shit nigga i would have did that too because i didn't have any right to be throwing anything at anybody's daughter or was acting out like i was you know immature or I was just thinking, if we get into it right now, she's out of here. Mm-hmm. And I was going to press that until it was done. So that's what happened. And, and then so you all ended up in a fight. I'm arguing with him. You motherfucker, you tell you going to tell me. You know, I'm, I'm going at him about what he done challenged me to do, and I done did. So while I'm going at him, next thing I hear is boop, 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 all on the side of my head. Now, now I'm dizzy. I can take a hit. I've been in a lot of fights in my mm-hmm. life, but I was not taking none of those. I was down. Bitch was on the ground. And who was filming it? Nobody was filming it. John pulled out his camera because I think he thought me and her was about to like go to work. But the way she hit me was no work left. Mm-hmm. You know, I was down. And so as soon as he saw that, I could see the look in his face was like, oh, shit. That's mm-hmm. my mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This ain't BGC. I think he was literally like lost. Like the look on his face. And then he looked at me with the blood and it was like, 
And then he looked at her and then my husband came downstairs and my husband looked at me and I tried to look away because I was like, oh, shit, this could get really bad, mm -hmm. you know? So he was like, did, did you just let this bitch hit my wife? And John was like, just took off that way and she jumped the gate and everybody was gone and I was just sitting there bleeding like, what the fuck just but happened? But then Blue and your husband got in a fight? No. Who was it that Blue got in a fight with? Callie. Well, oh, it was Callie? Yeah. Was so Krishan then fought Callie. So Callie came to my defense. She was this came the same to the house. Day? She came to the house after I just told her what happened. And in she, the same day? That night. Okay. No, no, Callie went the next day. Okay. So she came that night. She saw me. She was just like, oh, my gosh. She just was, like, so enraged and so angry. And I didn't know. You know, I just like, you know what? Everything is cool now. Whack called and said, she's going to stay at the other house. I'm going to stay over here. we just going to keep it, you know, separated. Mission accomplished. Woo, thank you, Jesus. There's but no Callie more. wasn't done. Her feelings was just so hurt. Like, John, you let mommy put, somebody put hands on mommy. She just kept saying that. And she was so mad that the next day I took a nap. I didn't go to the restaurant because I didn't want the, you know, the employees to see the black eye. So I just took a nap and woke up and all hell had broke loose. And so that's where Callie and then her boyfriend. He drove her over there. They got a babysitter. He drove her over there. And I guess she was, she wanted to just go at it with Rock, but she ended up going at it with like three or four dudes and, you know, why they was, she obviously wasn't going to let them beat up her husband. So she went through some shit, you know, with the guys. And then by the time John comes downstairs, you know, he six rock on her and she ain't got shit left. Mm -hmm. So her and John went back and forth too. So she went through a lot that day. So everybody that's listening and is watching has lived through all of that online. I guess my question is, have you ever thought about where it went from him being just with mom and not having dad there and not having a father figure in his life or whatever and protecting mom to letting mom get beat up? Um, when I talked to him about it, he's like, you, you beat everybody up. You be punching everybody. I thought you had it. So I really, because when he got on one of the interviews and he was like, oh, she's a disgrace. Like he was more or less like, I thought she was going to beat the bitch up and we was going to have her in check. You know what I'm saying? She's going to get to help me get the dog shit up. He told you that? <laughs> it was just more or less like, I thought you had it. And mm -hmm. I was, you know, putting words in his mouth from the conversation was like, it was more or less like he thought I had it. Mm -hmm. He thought it was, you know, going to work in my favor. Because later on when I saw um, Crazy in Love and Blueface ended up, punching her dad I really felt like he was showing a lot of restraint in that whole situation until it got to a point where he was just back literally against the wall and he was disrespected to a point where there was no coming like they had just disrespected him so he he punched him and I felt like damn she's punching you he's punching him at some point y'all all just need to move in a house like big brother and see who makes it out alive like I don't know <laughs> Shit. Bet I don't never do that shit again. Couldn't none of my kids, not even my grandkids, say, Grandma, can you come stay tonight? Yeah, because this, this is literally the real family feud. All right, so now you have been going on live a lot. And this is where I guess I'm questioning, trying to understand, is it because now you have your own show, which is toxic spelled backwards, as I understand, mm -hmm. right? It's what, six dot? Six dot. Six dot. So now, is it because you have six out, she has BGC, he has the whole thing going on. Is this all just benefiting each other to have so much toxicity going on online where you all are fighting it in each other's business? Um, I don't think any of us honestly have done it to benefit our personal businesses. I think all of us are just like, 
it can't get any worse. Who fucking cares now? Who sees what? I'm going to say what I want to say. And since everybody's blocking each other, we can't say it personally. I know you'll get the message from these 5 million people or, you know, whatever many people are going to reach out to you to tell you they get the message. And then sometimes I get unblocked and they say little shit and I say little shit and I block them or they block me and we back blocked again. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our communication, unfortunately, has been through our followers or social media. Mm -hmm. But why why do you feel you need to keep entering their group chat? So whatever he has going on with Krishan or he has going on with Jaden or, or just him in general, why do you feel like you need to say so publicly? <clears throat> I originally started um, getting on the internet and being weird on the internet. And I know it was very immature and very weird and I don't give a fuck <laughs> who don't like it. So self-awareness ain't a problem. What? <laughs> Nigga, please. No, <laughs> um, no. it was just that I, I got wind that somebody said that I was going to get embarrassed and run off and be scared on the Internet. You got the wrong motherfucker. Who said that? So I, I don't know. Whack somebody whack told John these they going to chew her ass up in these comments and she going to basically run. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan should have looked at him and said, no, the fuck she not. Mm. But he did not. And so. When you're commenting on everything that Blueface is doing, is that because you're a concerned mom or are you cloud chasing or is it just a part of the mix? So lately it's been cloud chasing because, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) the numbers is like, fuck, okay, let's cloud chase today. But at first it was more of emotional. Like I went through a lot of, like my husband will tell you, like I done been to the emergency room for, you know, my chest and my blood pressure and just... I was so hurt and so betrayed. Like, now, mind you, this is my team. These are my kids. These are people that, you know what I'm saying, that I would have died for. So a lot of that was just like me just like acting out like emotionally a lot of times. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get my response too. And, you know, my model has always been like, oh, if you embarrass me in front of these white people, I'm going to embarrass you too. Mm-hmm. So... This that was my way of okay, we're gonna embarrass each other then. But if you notice, I was team Jonathan, I support him. Y'all call it an able because I get on the phone and call him a work, you know, I talk to him how I talk to him and say what I gotta say before he blocked me. Because Jonathan wouldn't block me for a long time, he didn't actually block me until Krishan blocked me. Because mm-hmm. I asked Jaden, I said, Can you ask him if he blocked me? And she said, Um, I think she blocked you. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of it honestly was just the hurt of him just letting an outsider come in and feel like they have this much power over something that we all damn near fought and died for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What The fame, the what? No, just trying to stay sane after what we dealt with with Andre. Mm-hmm. Like that was, he was facing 175 years to life. Mm-hmm. Like we thought we lost him. Mm-hmm. But know? how does that become Blue's responsibility? It wasn't, it, it became all of our responsibility. But why, why Blue? Because we made... Not just Blue, Callie as well. No, but I mean, they're his siblings. They're not his parents. That was their motivation. That was our motivation to make sure that he was straight when he got home. Mm-hmm. You notice. But Susie, it's not technically his responsibility. No, it wasn't anybody. It wasn't any of our responsibility. Right. There are plenty of people who go to prison who come home to nothing and True. go right back. True. We, as a group, decided we're going to fight hard in school. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight hard on the field. We're going to fight hard in the world and we're going to figure out a system to where Dre has a lot of issues. Going to prison at 16 years old is, you know, traumatizing. Oh, God. Some days I got him. Some days he's gone again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like we had a plan to make sure that we got him the help that he needed. Mm -hmm. And when when everybody started 
bailing on the plan, I, everybody just grew angry. But I will say my own experience with my mom, who, like I said, was on drugs and I ended up putting me in foster care. And then my dad, who was absent, I did get to a p place in my life where, you know, I realized that people can live in your heart and not be in your life. And my mother, um, she, I gave her forgiveness literally the day before she passed away because she needed, I mean, I had already forgiven her, but I made sure she heard those words from my mouth. And then when I was hosting the breakfast club, I talked, you know, with Charlamagne and our therapist that my father was older and was getting ready to die and that people were trying to pressure me into this relationship they wanted me to have with him. But I had had closure on that relationship a long time ago because I had mastered the art of like cutting people off regardless of who they are. And um, I didn't feel any sense of obligation to, to him or to her. Um, why do you feel like he had no out from the obligation that he had made? Like once the pact was made, it was a pact in blood. Cause, I mean, because each of you are still individuals who should reserve the right to change your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, he changed his mind and the, his mind's been changed ever since he became Blueface. So. Mm -hmm. But then you guys held him to what he said. Meaning, like, if he decided to check out, you weren't going to allow him to check out. I uh, know. I didn't, I didn't, I never forced the issue. Um, in fact, I don't even think I brought it up as much as I watch and, you know, observe. Mm -hmm. But I said, okay, if that's what you're going to do, I'm going to get in here and figure it out for them. Mm -hmm. If you don't see no way for them, then I'm going to get in here and I'm going to work this shit and figure it out for mm -hmm. them myself. So, yes, I would love to be, you know, somewhere sailing with my husband, but, you know, Carter, Callie's in a, you know, generational situation now. She's on her second baby daddy. And, you know, to due to the circumstances of what happened, we all feel obligated to like helping her now because mm -hmm. they ran off her husband. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So and and Carter is innocent, you know, he needs help. She needs help with him. Carter's her son. Carter's her son. Okay. You know, reading advanced reading lessons is two hundred dollars, you know, hundred fifty dollars a week. Mm -hmm those things are starting to happen again that we had going on before. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to let them fail at this mm -hmm. the way I did. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let them go without or, you know, her have to go do this or that to help feed Carter. You know what I'm saying? When you say the generational, like, repeating itself that we went through, it's, it's really what you went through and what you put them through. There we go. Okay. Oh, but I'm not own, scared to take that, accountability. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's why you see me every day working mm -hmm. these numbers and working these deals. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, Mrs. Sappho could take great care of me right now and I could just be cool. Mm -hmm. But now Andre has a daughter and a wife and, you know, a situation. And it's not. And I rode him a lot when he came home. Like, oh, people get jobs. Don't bullshit me. You know, I've been there when Walmart turned him away. I've been there when the bus you know, Santa Clarita bus gave him a uniform and then found out two weeks later when he's all excited and, you know, his record comes up. Mm -hmm. That defeat is on him. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him. When he goes off on his rants and talks shit about me, it makes me hungrier. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out, how to make sure that you can still stand. It, and it's hard for two kids that know they were on the same boat with this, you know, with their brother to see one, a millionaire, and we barely make them rent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to make them, you know, their CEOs on, on our um, network. Um, and I'm just manifesting that network. It's LA Family Blues. We sharing, you know, everything across the board that we're going through as a family. 
and you know trying to work the system dre is good with you know marketing and he's good with um directing mm -hmm. so the, okay this is your job there's directors in hollywood you don't need a rap sheet for that you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to create something for all of them to eat mm -hmm. honestly so is there animosity among any of you against blue I don't think so. I think they openly forgive him for whatever it is that is going on at any given time. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, Callie is still kind of heartbroken for what she went through, but if he called her right now, I don't think she would not pick up. Mm -hmm. So Blue, um, he gets with Krishan, Jaden's out the picture, it's Blueface and Krishan. Well, Jaden says she was always still kind of in the picture. Yeah, she was never out the picture. So what do you think about her staying while he was over there with Krishan and all that was going on? Um, I think that was her choice as a woman. She could have did what I did or she could do what she doing. Mm -hmm. And what she she has always said that that's what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I explained to her when they were very young that Jonathan is not probably going to calm down. His dad was almost 35 years old by the time he wanted to sit down. So I advised her to run if she wasn't you know, able to sit through and weather him growing up and maturing out. And she said, no, I'm going to stay. But then when he had proposed to her and you say you proposed to the housekeeper or whatever, or he wanted a housekeeper, if, if you respect that she chose to stay and that was her decision, why not be happy for her? Because the way she went about it, I was angry. Like I said, a week before that, it was like, you know, we were praying together. And then as soon as they got together. So what people do with my sons that I've noticed and my daughter, too. They feel like I'm going to help them make sure that they don't need them. And most partners need to be needed. Blue picks women that need to be needed. Mm -hmm. That's why they get out here and fight so hard for him. And I'm in the way of that. Same thing with Dre. If, oh, if she don't want you to stay there or if she ain't got it, my mama going to make sure it happened. So I'm in their way. Mm -hmm. I'm the person that they don't, you know, want to get to a position to where I own a network and they got jobs and they don't need them. That takes away, that takes away their um, driving force in life per se. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like Krishan and Jaden both want him to need them. And so him helping me with my show or sharing my show, he did against her will because he ultimately knows what's going on too. Mm -hmm. She forbid him to share the show, promote the show, Jaden or Krishan? Um, Jaden. Mm -hmm. She forbid him to help me, but for what though? And her reasoning was, and I was in shock, like, why doesn't she want you to share my show? Because you called the kids motherfuckers. I call all y'all motherfuckers your whole life. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So she used that as an excuse to like, and even when she was like going to court, when I went on July 4th, I popped up right after John was like, okay, I'm done with Krishan. And I gave my son the biggest hug and I looked over at her and she looked at me like the devil. Mm. And that was the day I clicked. I said, oh, you don't want me here. You don't want me nowhere near him. Mm. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, since me and her working together with the kids, she's working on like, okay. Cause I've heard Krishan say, you know, you should call your mom. You should do this for your mom or you should do that for your mom. So she has said stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like Jaden is the opposite of that. So is Jaden a hater? Jaden is de definitely got something going on. And so when, you, when my son first signed and he had his jury all out and me and Callie popped up, she told him to put the shit up like we was going to steal. Like she had forgot that I flew. I was the first person that put you on an airplane. We don't steal. Wait, so you're so you're happy that 
she's happy and you're happy that they're back together or you're or I'm not happy that he's back together with somebody that's I feel like as soon as he did he just basically put himself in the same shoes again mm -hmm. as soon as she gets to a place of power she's her whole thought process is to do you the way that you did her what makes you think that just by the stuff she said when she had that last outburst mm -hmm. remember that last outburst when she was like my new manager would never Thoughts are already being created mm -hmm. to get, once I get to a certain place, I'm going to do what I want to do. But you're not going to make bump his head twice. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the way he's moving those chess pieces is not going to work in your favor. So do you think that um, he knows he's being played or do you think he's being played? Do you think he thinks he's being played? I think he's just hopeful. At this point, you know, I don't, he don't have nobody at this point. He mm -hmm. feels like, you know, I haven't seen him with his dad in a while. I haven't, you know, I thank God I've seen him with a couple of his, you know, friends that I love and respect that have never, you know, caused him no problems. But he was away from them for a while. So I've, I really feel like he just doesn't have anybody in his life on his team that he came with. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this, you know, that's a lot for an 18 year old to come in that type of money. I feel like he just, I think he feels hopeless mm -hmm. at this point. And so he, he's, he gets with Krishan, um, and then Krishan ends up getting pregnant. Did you believe it was his when she said she was pregnant? No. Nope. What made you believe it wasn't? I just was hoping. You didn't want that to be his kid? No. Because he was with Jaden and had the two because kids? Because they was fighting, and, I mean, they was knocking each other down. They was going crazy. I was like, by far, a kid would make this crazy. You mean there was physical stuff between them? Krishan and Blue, y'all yeah. didn't watch it? I mean... She, I, he was bust upside the head. He had black well, eyes. Well, you know, we saw that, but I he mean, like, I'm asking, like, whooped. did you see the fight? I mean, we saw what was happening on social media, but did I you I never ever saw see her physically attack him, no. Okay. But we knew it was a toxic relationship. Yeah, so I you mean, were hoping just, that there wasn't a baby to keep them connected? I was honestly hoping that this just kind of, like, dwindled out and he would be home with his kid. I could see that Javon needed him mm -hmm. more than anything. Like, okay... I know we make moves and our kids, you know what I'm saying, got to be on the back burner for that. But like, he can't take another five minutes of this. Mm -hmm. So I was, and I was putting that in his ear, like, you know, I know you're trying to move some stuff around, but I could just see when I got Javon, I could see that hole that Andre has, that hole that John sometimes has. I could see that hole growing on Javon, mm -hmm. you know, those timber tantrums and, you know what I'm saying? He was moving different. So I was definitely in his ear a lot, like, you got to go home. To whereas to y'all and to people, it looked like, oh, she just don't want him with Krishan. I was like, I don't care what he do. I just, he needs to be with Javon. But he did seem to be spending time with Javon. We would see him on social media. Was he not a, was he not a present father? He wasn't doing what Javon needed. Mm -hmm. And I could clearly see that, like how Javon is now, you see the difference? That's well, like a different kid. I only see them in clips, so I don't, you You know. can see the difference in them clips. Yeah. He's a different kid. Is it because Blue's more involved and he's present? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so when when so she Krishan announces that she's pregnant, we see her moving very publicly while she's pregnant, um, and you're hoping that it's not his. But now, there was a moment where they came to my birthday party. I don't know, you didn't see them when they were there. No. Blueface and Krishan came them, together. Yeah, somebody okay. called me and told me they were there after I left. They came later, <clears> and I was people shocked. were extremely surprised that they were together. Why? Because he had gone back to Jaden at the time? Mm-hmm. So Jaden just sits by and lets him come and go as however he wants? 
I mean, well, Jaden is a, a, like a, she has a, people think that she's just like, she's a fun girl too. So mm -hmm. she likes to hang out with her girlfriends and do her things. Like she's not really like her life, although it may seem like it revolves around him. She's a fun girl. She mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. Like, and so, so he gets, so it appears that they're going to have a baby together. He says it's his, he says it's not, he says it is, he says it's not. She has the baby without him. Um, they both have done interviews here. So when she was three months pregnant, God gave me a dream and told me that she was going to have a son. Okay. And so when I woke up from the dream, that's kind of when I backed off. Because you notice I was riding her, riding her, riding her. And mm -hmm. then I just kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It was more or less like, all right, he didn't, God didn't put his foot down. It's, it's coming and it's mine. So I got to figure out how to work these, these, you know, these pieces a little differently. Mm -hmm. Um, although it took a lot for me to accept that, like I, my, I, that's when I really started like, oh gosh, she's going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. You know, at first I was like, okay, this is just going to dwindle out. It's going to be a phase. You know, he's going to laugh about this one day. But when I had that dream and it was like, she didn't, she knows that the whole internet knows when I said she's having a boy, she didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's when I was like, okay. And then when they said it was a boy, I was like, oh gosh, okay, this is real. Mm -hmm. But did you ever put yourself in her shoes and think about the Carlissa who was having these broken relationships with these other men? And I wanted being with to her because I wanted to, but John kept making a statement like, she's you when you were younger, you know, and it just pissed me off every time I heard him say that. Like, I have 100 text messages from him saying, oh, that's you when you were younger, remember? Like, you know, my dad said that was you when you were younger. So it was like one of those, you can't tell me nothing, you know, you did the same thing type shit. So it was just like. Is it true? She's a, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's me times two though. Mm -hmm. So I had a dad, you know what I'm saying? And my, me and my dad been like this my whole life. Like I'm rocking for him. He's rocking for me. We slept in cars together. We did what we had to do together. Um, my dad saved me from getting, you know, molested. Like mm -hmm. my dad's like my savior next to God. Mm -hmm. Well, now my husband is, but so I couldn't imagine like having those two holes. I feel like with these kids or with myself that there's two holes. And if both of them are empty, it's like, I feel like both her holes are empty. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of that, I feel like John saw and was like, some of it was like, oh, you know, he wanted to help. He wanted to save her from what he watched his mom go through. But per se. why weren't you able to have compassion for her in a way nobody had compassion for you when you were going through it? I was having compassion for her, but then when I saw how reckless and how ugly it could get, the fight per se, mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. I can't find it. I can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm running a restaurant. I got dogs and grandkids. I just didn't have the time, and mm -hmm. I do regret because some lady came into the restaurant when she was there and I was so embarrassed of her and she was hopping all over the place doing her thing, you know what I'm saying? And it works for her, but that's her in real life. And she was doing that at the restaurant and it was a, you know, a business person in there. And I just put my head down embarrassed and the lady looked at me and she prophesied and she said, she's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I just could not accept it. I returned it to sender God, get somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I feel like, damn, he gave me something to do, and I failed. Mm -hmm. So did you see both the interviews I did with him? I did see some of it, yeah. So when you saw her interview and she said that she just recently hooked up with him again and may be pregnant again, what do you think about that? Um, I, I was definitely hoping that, you know, 
this baby would just be like the light of her life and you know <clears throat> the joy of her life for a moment so that she could give him what he needs so that he doesn't have these empty holes that I was talking about. So I was, I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. um, disappointed that if he would do that too, like it's a bad situation and she's, she, needs, she needs some help. So giving her more responsibility on top of all this, I just hope and pray that he wouldn't do that. Well, and since then he did the interview here and he proposed to Jaden. There was the whole ring gate <clears throat> where he said your ring wasn't shit compared to the ring he got for his fiance. And he found out that was a lie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He and motherfucker didn't know what diamonds. He didn't know they had names. And he and he just thought somebody would know, baby. We went in. We got something. Just because it wasn't a, a little big old chunk of junk. It was, <laughs> they a got names. Of, you think Jaden's ring is a chunk of junk? I mean, I don't know. I'm just going by what the people say. I haven't really got to, like, put a scope on it and check it myself. I mean, it's not something I would have wanted. Mm. Wait, so was your ring cheaper than that one or more no, than that one? No, mine's was more than that one. So when he was trolling you online, was that just He was just thinking, cause he's young, he was just thinking big diamond, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like. Okay, so <laughs> if he got Krishan pregnant after the interview he had here with me and Jaden, and then proposed to Jaden before the interview aired, not knowing that Krishan was gonna claim she's pregnant, do you think Jaden will stay? I don't think Jaden's going anywhere, not until her bag is complete. So do you think Jaden just thinks of Blue as a bag? At this point, I, you, you, a mom could feel it. So like I could tell when Krishan was like, when she was at the house and John was doing too much, I can tell when these women are fed up with my son and it gets to a point where it's like, oh yeah, this is your exit route. You need to, they not, they not feeling you like mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We know that, you know? I'm like, you not a mom yet, but. Well, I'm <laughs> never gonna be a mom. <laughs> dad you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, you we know when like oh she don't really like you she just there you know yeah for the groceries and i'm just starting to get that that look on her face and that you know defeat i sat a lot of nights with Jaden after work people don't realize i would come home from work at 11 o'clock at night from that restaurant that she quit and left me in because she couldn't keep counting that goddamn money right now i'm just playing <laughs> that was a joke but she she quit because she just threw in the towel because of the rock situation and kind of left the ship and left me there but when I got off, I was dread going in the house because I knew she was going to be sitting at that fucking table waiting on him or waiting on me to talk her shit. Mm -hmm. And night after night of hearing that, I'm like, you know, I'm starting to hurt for her. So when she left, I was kind of like relieved that like, OK, she's going to try to do something else with her life other than sit here and soak in her misery. But I'm confused at when you like or don't like Jaden, because there's also the video where you slap the stuff uh, in front of her at the restaurant. Remember? I mean, he posted that video. What do, when do you... Child, she called me a fucking liar that day. Now, this is a child I've been raising like it's one of my own. When you look up at somebody that's raising you, mm -hmm. I don't know how y'all do it in y'all community, but in my community, when you look up and call a, your mama, stepmama, grandmama, baby mama, whatever mama, a fucking liar, you lucky you don't get slapped in your mouth. Mm -hmm. She was pregnant, so I didn't slap her in her mouth. I took the tray of food and flipped it up. I just had cooked her a gourmet meal. Mm -hmm. And the bitch looked at me and said, you, you a fucking lie. First of all, I don't got to lie to nobody. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to tell the truth because I'm not scared of you motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for me to lie on this earth. Mm -hmm. So when I flipped the tray of food over, the hot sauce jumped up and hit her in the eye like mother, the, t the bloody tear like Mother <laughs> Teresa. And they thought I, that, that I threw the tray on her, but the hot sauce literally just bounced off the floor and hit the bitch in the eye and the tear 
was coming down with looked like blood on her face. I said, oh, hell no. So she jumped up and she was like ready to put her dukes up. I don't know what she, she I don't, I'm not gonna say she put her dukes up because I don't think she would ever put her hands on me. But she jumped up like she was gonna do what she had to do. And then John grabbed her and, you know, took her outside and then he tried to come in and talk to me. But he already knew too, if he had called me a motherfucking lie day, I would have did the same thing to him. Mm. I just sat here and cooked y'all motherfuckers a gourmet meal and you gonna look at me and tell me I'm a lie? Mm. And I done went days without eating cause y'all asses here and hungry and eating up my damn food and I gotta go to bed hungry slamming my damn door. Cause you got this girl over here that shouldn't even be here. She should be home at her mama house. So is it blue? So is it blues? Shit, fault? you got me worked up in here. So is it blue's fault that you're this involved in all their lives because he yes! asked you to come back with the restaurant? I don't and... wanna be with them motherfuckers. You say motherfucker a lot. Do you get any credit on the song Barbie? Cause she says hello motherfuckers a lot too. Well, that's what she said I called the kids, and then they made, went and made a song. So mm. maybe I should be getting a check for the shit, too. Do you like that song? I love the song. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a good song. I like it. It's catchy. Do you think Blue wrote it to get back at Krishan? Um, Blue is motivated by the weirdest things. Like, mm. he's, you saw when he got mad at us, he made that disrespectful song that was the shit, too. Mm -hmm. Like, so he just, I mean, weird shit motivates him, but it's like... Turn your, you know, what did they say about the writers? Turn your pain into, yeah. Your son is a recipient of the Mandingo Hall of Fame Award. He came here, we gave him Mandingo because his penis is Well, y'all already got mad when I said something about that, so I ain't bringing up that dick. I just know my my man's dick bigger than his dick. Now, I'm just saying. I mean. I'm just, I'm just, that was like a joke to be funny. That was trolling. That was trolling for sure. I don't know. I mean, I was definitely going to ask the question, but you already probably was threw like it out there. eight or nine the last time I know. I don't know. But, when but you, it was his, I mean, is that's in it running a family. It running, see, it running a family. That's what that was. Got it. Oh, run dad, his, oh yeah, running a family, honey. So, you know, if it running a family, I just was assuming. Because it running Mr. Saffold's family. So I just was assuming. The internet dragged you for filth for that. Yes, like I knew. I didn't fucking know. I'm just trolling. Because they were saying that you were, they were trying to insinuate that you're in love with your son. It was kind of sick that they said that. Now, mind you, if I've been, if I'm in love with my son or had any type of weird ass tendencies, why in the hell would Jaden be in my life for 10 years? Now, I said I bought her first promise ring. Well, maybe because, well, you, were you a lesbian before or bisexual? Mm-hmm. Okay, because she's bisexual. So maybe that was your connection. Not in I a sexual way, but she, was, um, she said it here. She was yeah, bisexual. Yeah, but she, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know how. Y'all could have been had ladies night out the Abbey or something. Y'all could have been outside. I've, I've been de delivered. I'm born again. I've been delivered from that. The bitch did my hair today and she had her titties all out. I had to pray and everything. Yeah, that was, I've been, I'm born again. Wait, so what does that mean? You prayed the gay way? I, yeah, no, I mean, I just have to, you know what I'm saying? I not prayed it away. I just. I walked away from something that I didn't feel. Were you in a relationship with a woman? Yeah. For how long? She in there. She's in where? In the waiting room. She's my best friend. Wait a minute. She you, in the waiting room. You wait, got that no, bitch. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> your husband's in the waiting room, in the oh, guest room. Oh, shit. Why you tell me that? Wait, your husband's in the guest room with your ex-girlfriend? Yeah. She going to be mad I told y'all that. Don't do that. Have the three of y'all had sex together? No. Because uh -huh. no. she's strictly clickly. Yeah. She born again, too. <laughs> oh. oh, so she's not gay anymore. No, she's married, too. To a man? Yes. Who the fuck is delivering y'all? <laughs> Child. 
the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And sometimes Jesus Christ, honey. So your ex-girlfriend and your husband are friends? I mean, we're all friends now. We're all 50 years old. We don't think like that no more. Do you ever have, y'all never have like couple sex? I mean, because you had sex with her, you had sex with him. They haven't had sex together, but now y'all can all get together. No, even when I make a little joke, my husband be looking like I'll be thinking. Would y'all ever do couples like OnlyFans together? Because y'all could really run the bag up if y'all, you and. We born again, Jason. Oh, y'all are like real Christians? Yeah. Um, yeah. We like y'all go to church? Oh, because you doing the, ain't you doing like the holy fitness thing for the big girls? What's it called? Yeah, but since Jonathan kind of got me out of character, they, they don't fuck with me that much. That's no what I was wondering. What church is letting you come and set up? <laughs> they, um, uh, they been backsliding me through the <laughs> No, I never was part you, of a could church. You imagine, I just could had you a... imagine Carlissa's in somebody's church <laughs> with those mats down for yoga? Put doing... your motherfucking head down. <laughs> <laughs> we sit and pray, God damn it. No. <laughs> I just, I'm a sailor. I know I'm a potty mouth. I've been working on that. I've been really working on that. But I really, I really would like to like try being a comedian. So I want to be free with my, you know, my vocabulary. How did you teach Andre how to eat pussy? Like, what was that? <laughs> so what had happened was <laughs> I never taught him how to eat anything. I just taught him how, what not to eat. And he took it as... He came home. He was asking. Wait, like, wait, he, wait. <laughs> how do you teach somebody what not to eat? What was that? You just so don't he had a little. He had them little fast girls from the neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Neighborhood crib or just neighborhood. Neighborhood fast girls. Okay. okay? Just the neighborhood. They, she was a crib though. The bitch was a crib. <laughs> and so he was like asking questions because I guess he was getting ready to sell his royal oats. I wasn't. You know, he was like 14 years old or something. Um, and he was like asking questions. So there's no dad there. Like you know, I got to tell him about the condom and the birds and the bees and all that. And maybe the girl wanted him to do something. So one day I said, did you, you got your liquor license? And he said, huh? I said, did you lick her license? And so I was trying he, to. He was 14? Yeah, he was 14. Okay, so you asked me if he had a, his liquor license. Right. Go ahead. So but I was trying to hint around to see if that's what he was trying to get at. Because he was like, you know, the girl wanted me to do something. You know, he wasn't trying to say it because obviously I'm his mom. Yeah. But he was trying to get around to like, is this normal, you know? And so I said, son, I really wish that you would um, wait till you got married. But if you can't, because most of us didn't, don't lick nobody's booty. <laughs> Please don't lick nobody's booty. And then come in this house and drink out my shit, okay? So that's how that went. And so he took it as like a, a dig, like, because that's probably what he remembers. Don't lick no ass. And he probably wanted to lick some ass. What, I don't know shit. What he said was, you never taught me shit except how to eat pussy one time, which was weird as fuck. I learned everything I ever knew on my own. I forgot you exist most of my life. Now, how could that be all I taught him? Nigga, you came home from prison. I had to teach you more than that. <laughs> but how could this person who you all took this pack for to do all these things for feel this way about you what happened to get him there it's a lot of things and it's not just me that he feels like this like he throws these temper tantrums with his wife you know what i'm saying it's just the the anger and the buildup of you know having to be last or starting you know behind the gun, I guess. I, I feel like a lot of it is just like, he feels like he should be somewhere that, you know, if Blue had a regular job and was 
you know, cutting trees or some shit, he probably wouldn't feel so anxious or like, I have to do something special type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. You had said before that you weren't in a rush to see Krishan Jr., but I got a call from Krishan today that said you went over there to go see the kid. The kid? And she said you the showed baby. Up, and she showed up, she said you showed up with all these cameras and wanted to turn it into a, a show thing. Did you go over there to see Krishan Jr. because you wanted to see the baby or because you wanted it to be a part of the show? I would have, as soon as she said no cameras, I said no problem. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I mean, there, so a lot of people on the internet, because of her and Blue's dynamic and their situation, are, are coming at me daily saying things like, I don't care. You know, I'm not, I'm letting Blue not claim his child or you, you know, you a grandmother. They see me with the grandkids, you a grandmother to all the other kids. So since I was showing them that, you know, if this, if she was okay with this, I would be there. Mm -hmm. I've always said she could always call me if she needs something or whatever the case may be. So that was my way of showing them that I will pull up for him What now, nine, whenever she's ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've sent her so many messages. Mm -hmm on Instagram um, that she just never checks. Mm -hmm. I sent her doctors, uh, you know, what can we do? I'll help pay for it. Cedars is the best. Like when I saw, you know, what was going on, there's, she had so many messages from me that she's just never read. Mm -hmm. In regards to him, do I want to be her friend? Maybe one day, not today. But in regards to him, like when I saw that, I, people don't realize I took a whole day and just sat in my car. Mm -hmm. when, you, in, when you saw what? When I saw his stuff. Mm -hmm. I sat in the car for a whole day just researching, looking it up, you know, jumped the, the right hernia, into mommy hernia, mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that flipped me out and I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it, you know, I, I don't have a, you know, I don't do good with like blood or difficulties or, you know, shit like that. When they break something, don't call me, call somebody else. So when I saw that, I just, I sat in my car literally the entire probably 15 hours just looking up stuff, talking to God about it. Just like, how could this be? Just hoping it's not from like the drinking or, you know, the things that went on or. And I know John, when he does like sporadic shit like that, it's because he's like, help, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And we wasn't speaking at the time. So. And he had said originally that his phone was hacked, but then here he did admit he posted it because he felt like the kid wasn't getting proper care. Is that what you're saying? Is he would do just yes, something sporadic because he doesn't know how to that's handle the situation? Yes. So Somebody help me. Anybody do something. Mm -hmm. She just ain't going to do it. And people were saying that, and I mean, they really made Krishan upset. I mean, as you understand, Oh, yeah, I would have been, I was, I was upset that he went that route too. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I was upset, like, couldn't you have just like showed us or showed somebody like help, you know, mm -hmm. but he didn't have, he didn't have anyone to talk to, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm not sure, I'm sure Jaden wasn't sitting there like, Ooh, that looked like something we should, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was just like somebody get her to get him going. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so when you see that, cause he went out there to go for the surgery, right? Well, he said that he had asked her to go and have, the surgery taken care of, have, have it taken care of, but there were some shows and that it was hard to get her to go and get the baby I text care. Him she said that days, that wasn't true. Few days before he just was like, okay, I'm here. You need to get the fuck over there and see what's going on. I feel like something's wrong. Something's not right. Mm -hmm. You need to go and make sure, you know, I understand you got your wife thing going on, your, your new life, but we need to go check on him and make sure because at the end of the day, if it's, our baby is still our baby. Like I can't sleep knowing that you just ain't gonna go check on him. Well, here he said he's not gonna claim the kid is his until he has the test. 
I mean, and I, I feel like, well, we, I saw him on Instagram with him today, rubbing noses with him. So, I mean, I just, it probably just was a hard pill to swallow at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm back home with my kids and Jaden's probably freaking out. That's a lot for somebody to handle, mm. you know? So there's a, you said that if there's a holiday photo taken without all the kids, you're going to file legal action. Who are you going to file against? Child, they told me in California that I can pull up and um, see my babies. With the grandkids? Yes. Who said, you don't have a right to do Yes, I have grandparent rights in California. Who said that? You better go look it up. I got Wait, them. But today when you went over there with the kids. I didn't need them. But you had a whole posse with you. Why not just go by yourself? Why bring camera crews? Pot, go by myself? Yes. Have you seen Krishan beat people up? Yeah, but. Nigga, please. But she knew you were coming to see your grandmother. No, right? she didn't. Oh, she you, would not answer. You just pulled up without. I just pulled up because I was tired of like not. Just like the thought of like, damn, it's when she took him to Baltimore, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a grandkid in the whole world that I may never see. Like the thought of that. Wait, like, so you went to go see the kid today? You forced your way in? I went and I just was yelling over, Krishan! Krishan! And filming the whole thing. Filming me there, yeah. But when she said you can visit him with no cameras, I turned turn the cameras off. Mm. We're going to see the baby today. Turn the cameras off. Carlissa, you're a lot. I'm a whole lot. Do but you, I mean well, and my heart is pure. So that's really all that matters. Let me give you some gifts really quick, because I thought about you when you were coming on the show, and we give our guests gifts. They're right on the side, right over here on the side. Do you see a bag? Oh, okay. and it matches my nail polish. Well, we thought ahead. We knew you'd wear blue. You guys are all Crips. <laughs> um, we are not Crips, Jason. You're a Christian Crip. You've been delivered. <laughs> You want me to open it yes, now? Yes, please. Want, okay. And let's take it out one at a time. As soon as I get a gift, honey, I'm ready. We have a couple things. Okay, so Aww. first, we know you like to wear bonnets. That's our bonnet. That's <laughs> that's the gagging bonnet. This is for my jacuzzi um, top time. No, wait, no, should we, should we show the gift? Once, okay, so point, point the, show it up to the camera. This is, um, your whole family is this. Right. Y'all we pl- played this. This is a family game, so get Krishan, yes. Blue, Jaden, Mr. Sapple. I had a dream last night that they was all in the back seat of a car together playing with the kids. They are playing trouble. Okay, so hopefully you guys can do that over Thanksgiving. All right, that is. Do you know what that is? It looked like a dog collar. No, it's a ball gag. It's used for sexual reasons, but you put it in your mouth and you can't talk. I just think. So you want me to shut up? the world does. I mean, all of y'all, it's just the, the group chat. I'm trying to Y'all think. want me to shut up for real? No, we want you to keep talking. I talk- want to know. No, not not during this interview. No, I want to know. Do y'all, y'all know? Do I, should I shut up? Because if y'all tell me to shut up, I'm going to shut up. Okay. To Tonight. Bl- to Blue no. and everybody behind the scenes, my team is encouraging her to go to Twitter as soon as she leaves. Yes. <laughs> we need, we need <laughs> the content. They know what time it is. We need the content. Okay. That, oh, shit. That is a really nice bonnet that we designed. Um, if for my head or Jaden's head, it look a little big. Not playing. I'm sorry, Jaden. I'm just playing. So Jonathan said if I make fun of his wife, he gonna beat up my husband. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I was just joking. Do you think she looks like Stewie? <laughs> I mean, now that y'all brought it up, I mean, I think I've always thought she was a very, you know, pretty girl. But you know, things change, and you know, we get older and we start moving different, and that makes us ugly. So, I don't think she's ugly. No, she's not ugly. She's a pretty girl. And I, I didn't say she Beauty looked like Beauty is an eye to beholder. 
Wait, so when your ass got leaked on the internet, who, were you trying to send that to somebody? I was trying to send it to Mr. Sappho, but you he, know, he know, I got these like. funny eyes now that I'm 51, so no, I st- I'll be sending him pictures at work, honey. I'll be, the work bitches need to know what you, you send got him at nude home. photos? Yeah. Wait, so do you send him nude photos with the song, My Pussy Pink, My Booty Hole Brown? <laughs> uh, Look at music today. Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson would have never said that. <sighs> Okay, so you send you send Mr. Southfold nudes? Yeah. Don't all wives? I just don't think we should be sending nudes to anybody because when you don't, I mean, relationships end and then all of a sudden now they're going to be on the internet. Well, when you're married, you don't think that relationships are going to end, first of all. I be trying to entice him to come straight home sometimes. Hugh Jackman just divorced his wife of 27 years. Divorces happen. I don't think Mr. Southfold would share my cookies okay so you send him the nude so you upload your nude your ass is on the internet and then didn't you say something about Jaden better not want you to post her before and after oh because you know I have pictures of them as kids you know when she didn't have the BBL yet so I was just mm. so you got the pre-BBL and then the BBL yeah mm. you know they was kids so sometimes she walking around mm. with her back out mm. and I have those pictures Okay, um, <laughs> let me see what else I <clears throat> I really, really, so what happened was, and this is the God's honest truth, I posted them and then I clicked go and then immediately somebody said, did you mean to post that? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but then I was like, shit, five, four, three, two, somebody got that bitch. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I mean, you posted on your Insta story. And then immediately... No, it wasn't on my story. It was on my... It was a post. On your actual feed? Yes. Oh, my... Like, did, did your heart drop? Nine. Did your heart drop? Well, as soon as I heard somebody say, I don't think you meant to post that, I was like, oh, God, not that. And I went to go look, and I was like, I know they already got it. <clears throat> okay, besides Jim Jones's mom, you're the only rap mom right now that's in... Well, Jim Jones's mom, Mama Jones, hasn't been in the news in a while. I love Mama Jones. I love Mama Jones, too. Hey, Mama Jones, she's going to hey, DM Mama me now. Mama Jones, we hung out. She's so cool. She's going to be like, when am I coming on the show? <laughs> okay, so is there ever going to be a time where Carlissa's name is not all in the mix of Blueface, Krishan, and Jaden? Well, you know, lately you guys have been posting Carlissa and not Blueface's mama. Well, because <laughs> you kind of established your own name. And I know people, you usually give gifts, but I don't think I've seen anyone give you one, so. Oh, this is a gift. That is a gift for you. Well, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm Now you got to da- open it like I'm I opened 80, my I'm trouble. 80, I'm 80 days sober, so I'm going to assume <laughs> it's liquor. Aww. Of course. Okay, so Merlot. Yay! Is that your naked photo on the bottle? Yes, it is. Cheese! <laughs> no, I, I want to get a stay. new bottle of wine. Okay, thank you. You're we'll put that in our we'll put it in our dressing room, and we're gonna put a little sticker on that says "Blueface Mama Ass" right here. You know, I used to have a crush on your son, but there's just so you much. You better stop trying to. Get no, I'm not. I'm I not. know what you're doing. No, I'm not. That's how I got mine. No, I know what you're doing. Stop it! I got to. Don't be my playing ass. with my baby. All right, so now that you've met the your your is this your grandson? Mm-hmm. So you're you're claiming Blue's son before Blue. Um. I've been claiming him since God told me it was a boy. So I haven't tried, like, whenever he's like, don't be overstepping your boundaries. We don't know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I just, it's his situation, so I don't want to overstep 
that's been my problem the whole time and then find out like oh, okay you were wrong so I can't really at the beginning I'm it's you know, shit we don't know what's mm -hmm. going on and then the lie detector test was like she had 10 men she had four men and I'm just like oh shit you know so it's a possibility that it's not his so mm -hmm. that's where that came from do you think he should get the test if it's going to make him be a dad or step up and do whatever it is he needs to do, he absolutely should get the test. Is Blueface a good dad? <clears throat> I think he's a great dad. Is Blueface a good son? <sighs> Fuck no. He used to be. He's, he used to be. Like, Jonathan has never gotten in trouble in his life growing up. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, something crazy to say about a young man in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about not suspended you know, ain't no teachers call me. He didn't really, it was maybe once or twice he embarrassed me, you know, supposed to do some assignments he didn't do. But other than that, I'm talking about easy peasy. Never had to go to the police department. Never had to go, you know, he stole something or, you know, just nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Just, this is <clears throat> night and day for me. Mm -hmm. This is, we talking about a kid who every single thing he ate, he would say, mommy, you want the last bite? 12 years old, mommy, you want the last bite? And I would eat the dirty shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So. So you don't think he's a good son now? Not anymore. But you know, one thing I will say, I'll share this private conversation I had with Wack when Wack and we all thought he was gonna go to jail in Vegas when that situation happened. And Wack was like, you better hurry up and get this interview if you're gonna interview him because he doesn't know what's gonna happen and we don't know what's gonna happen. But I was actively watching how he was setting up everything for Jaden and Krishan to be good if he went away. Mm -hmm. So in many I ways, agree. there is a heart under and all. Us. Right, but and there's us. like a heart underneath all of what we see on social media. Oh yeah, for sure. Why do you think he doesn't want people to see that? Do you think this he, he wants people to buy into this character that he's created? I mean, this character that he's created is way far more interesting and way more like, um, he's monetizing it. It's mm -hmm. just, he's, it's the people, are not asked when he's a nice guy there's it, the nobody flame, cares nobody cares he's extremely entertaining in a nice way yeah like oh, he without... is, the whole house used to be funny as mm -hmm, hell mm -hmm. i mean they used to make jokes and sometimes they would hurt my feelings tell me i look like marshawn lynch and i got marshawn lynch's body you know so as marshawn lynch yeah that's they brutal. call me marshawn lynch that's what the kids call me oh marshawn lynch and, you know, just joking around, not disrespectfully, but, you know, that was my name. It was either Mama D or Marshawn Lynch. Didn't your dad used to call you um, Marilyn Monroe? My granddad. Your granddad. So how do you go from Marilyn Monroe to Marshawn Lynch? To Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. That's the cheeseburgers. Yeah. That's a jump. <laughs> so you saw Usher put it on Kiki Palmer. Did you, do you want to go to the show and see if he'll put it on you? Because um, you are married. I would go if my husband would permit it if he was there with me. I don't think my husband would have a problem with me getting a, a lap dance from Usher. Would you let your husband have a hall pass? What's a hall pass? Like where he can go out and like bust it open with somebody else? No. Never? Never. Would you ever do a threesome? Never. I did that with Jonathan's daddy. It was just not a good outcome. No? No, it was horrible. The experience or the aftermath? The aftermath, they was just having too much fun on, you know, days, you know, when I wasn't there. It was like, oh, yeah, they was so having, that, that yeah, turned they just <clears throat> turned into something else. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, when, that's why when John and Jaden did it and he said, my dad said, you did it. And I was just like, oh, fuck, why would he tell you that? But Jaden did it because she liked girls, too. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying his dad let him know that, oh, your mom did it with me. Like, mm -hmm. it's not the, you know, the worst thing you could do, you know? 
some stuff you just don't tell. But in all his credit, he really grew up to be what a man is supposed to be, a provider. I mean, he is a that's, present. That, that is, that's, you know, he is a provider yeah. and a protector. And in many ways, you should be proud that, like, even though you weren't necessarily, um, you know, the mom that you probably even wanted to be in terms of providing and resources and all that, you figured it out. And one thing my mom told me that, that made me have compassion for her and I think it's why I like Krishan. Like, I think I've grown to like her. I, at first, when she followed me on Instagram, I did not follow her back. And uh, when, you know, I would see them around, I just kind of stay away. And she, you know, I, because I don't, I don't like to live in negative energy at all with anybody. But I see her and I think of what you're saying and how you shared your story and her with the Walmart video. Like, my mother said to me right before she died, she said, I want you to forgive me because I did the best that I can. And it literally kind of broke my heart because... It was the first time I was able to see my mother struggle through all of my own experience with her, my own animosity, my anger, my frustration, my mm. lack of understanding, and it humanized her because she was saying, I did everything that I was able to do. Do you feel like you've been given that credit yet that you were? Well, um, actually, Blue gave it to me one day and he, him and Andre was going back and forth like right around the time he got out and Andre had all these complaints about me and John looked at him and said, damn, mommy was only 17. Give her a break. She did the best she could. And that was the only time that I ever got like, damn, somebody saw, you know. We had, um, we had Kleenex here. We've never had Kleenex here because everybody thought you were going to get emotional and you did. When you think about your experiences with your children, it, that, what is it that makes you emotional? Is it that you, that it, was, it, was it hard? Going to visit Andre in the jail. Was like we like I had died. Mm -hmm. Like I literally lost one of my kids. You know? Mm -hmm. It was though it was is damn. It was bad. It was so hard. Did you feel like you were doing the best that you could during all that? I did. I was doing too much. And that's what I when I look back I'm like you know, I look at my sisters, you know, and she's really close with her son and they didn't have very much and they struggled like we struggled, but we had it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was making making moves and my sister was more or less like home with her kids and they didn't have much. And that's what it is. And they became to me like a more solid family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got time to get in touch with what was going on. Like we didn't have I don't think we had time to take in like one day what was happening it was from here to there this audition this track meet this you know what i'm saying we were so busy that maybe we didn't even really get to know each other mm -hmm. you know it was more or less everything was just business so do you but now it feels like that right that everything is business because it's you have your show six side he has his stuff with uh, uh jaden she's gonna figure something out because krishan got the motion is it all, I mean, when does the family come back to being a family? Or do you, do you ever see that happening? I think that we've outgrown each other as a family. I would love to see, like, all of us be able to sit down. Like, you know, four Christmases ago, we were exchanging gifts. And, you know, like, we was the Huxtables. And everybody was so happy to be there. John's dad was there with his girlfriend. I was there with my husband. You know, all the kids and all their spouses, and we were taking pictures and opening gifts. And, like, for a 
like a quick moment I just took it all in like I missed all of this and this is all I wanted and it was just gone mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. you know so I don't I just I don't know that I want it anymore you know mm -hmm. it's, it's just too hard it's just too heartbreaking it's heartbreaking as fuck I don't want I don't want it anymore I don't want to try anymore I don't want to try anymore but do you really mean that <laughs> angry that it's just so hard for people to just like have love for each other after all we've been through like how do you not how does Andre spaz out and not see me you know mm -hmm. can you be in that much pain that you don't remember mm -hmm. all that I went through sometimes when I drove to visit him at jail I, I risked the other two's life because I was so tired mm -hmm. I would get off work at like 10 o'clock and have to be in the jail by 8 the next morning sometimes I was so tired I just give up and pull over Callie poor thing 13 14 years old she would just drive eight hours while I'm asleep in the damn car mm -hmm. to get to him mm -hmm. you know and it's like he didn't see that but the other two did so that's why sometimes I look at them like why don't y'all tell him what we went through mm -hmm. And some of, I feel like, you know, I resent him sometimes too, because some of the stuff that he was running away and doing was just like, why? You're fucking up the whole family with this. You know, why are you, but he had his own pain and his own, you know, his own problems that I, I couldn't address. I didn't, you know, I had to teach him how to pee, you know? So I guess one question would be that I have is, um, do you think people aren't able to really see or humanize you and maybe the pain and stuff you've gone through because of all your online antics? I honestly sometimes don't even really care. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't like want. It's nice to know like now that people are, are seeing a different side of me, but it's still like, that was never my motive. Sometimes my motive was just my own personal like mm -hmm. anger, emotions, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, through, through it all, I don't think I really paid attention or cared how other people felt about me, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's like my kids have bashed me in front of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck would I care about what a stranger thinks? I'm trying to get them to remember, you know? I'm trying to convince them that, you know, I've been on your team, I'm on your team, I'm here because I'm on your team. I don't have to be here. How do you feel about you? Um... Honestly, this last six months, I've grown to just like, well, I'm trying to like live without living through them or with them. So this is like probably the first time in my life that I'm just like taking some time to like, just like whatever it is about me, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I used to get so emotional, like if I couldn't see the kids or if Callie had something, you know, and I'm learning to like, just like let them be right now, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, well, if you don't want it, figure it out, mm -hmm. you know? And so you have the show Six Thought that's um, on Patreon, and, and you're, you're building that, the real L.A. family blues, with uh, your family. Um, what else do you aspire to accomplish after that? I really want to do a series um, showing the kids, you know, in, like, all the details that people don't get to see or things that would show them like what they've been through, what I put them through, what I've been through and what it what it is for, you know, a single mom to actually go through out here in Los Angeles to raise her kids and still, you know, wake up and they're still here or not in jail. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
So I really want to do, you know, my ultimate, like, okay, my hoorah is a Netflix series mm -hmm. for, you know, starting off with, you know, them like boys in the hood. So. But before you show that series, how do you show that softer side of Carlissa in having that compassion for Krishan, who's now a single mom, or Jaden, who's not a single mom, but she's in a relationship that you're saying at some point she's going to I feel like I got to work on, like, work more on myself, like, what I'm trying to do for me instead of, like, oh, these kids, these kids, these kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like. Cause I'm, I'm getting distracted again. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm missing the mark, but after seeing her today and just, she probably didn't even notice it. I just looked at her and looked at him like, damn, here we go again. You know? Cause they were together. No, not her and blue, but oh, the baby, the baby. Yeah. Like, here we go again with this, you know, this kid with a hole in this, you know? Mm hmm. Hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch it all play out. I mean, I honestly want the best for everybody. I want the best for you. I want the best for you and Mr. Sappho. I want the best for Blue and Jaden or Blue and Krishan or Krishan or Blue. I don't know who's going to end up where. I mean, it's literally a rotating door at this point. Um, but I And will you can't put them all together because that would just make life easier. But the well, personalities I, and the, the... I said the Zeus Network should do the show Crazy in Love 2, T-O-O, and have all of that. You know, but you know, I don't know how that would work out, but it would definitely, it would, the internet would be glued in for sure. I'd executive produce that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, um, that was our interview, but now we gotta get to some games. Well, now uh, we like to have a lot of fun here at the Jason Lee Show, and we're gonna get into some games, and this first game is one of my favorites. And you look like somebody who doesn't care about what anybody says, so it's name drop. So this is a game where I'm gonna drop a celebrity's name and you get to say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be funny, it could be a story, or it could be <clears> shit, <throat> whatever you want. All right, this All first right. person, you've had her name in your mouth before, Megan Thee Stallion. Now, you said that your son should be with Megan Thee Stallion, right? She's perfect, right? Well, and then it ended up in him coming here and saying that she performed oral sex on him, allegedly. I had no clue. You didn't? None whatsoever. But you, you kind of look like Megan Thee Stallion a little bit. Oh. I can see it. She's perfect. I love Megan. Okay, so what's the first thing that comes to mind? Wifey. Well, for you or for Blue? For Blue. Oh, yeah, because you're born again. Okay, Wifey. Well, she is recently single. I mean, her and Party aren't together. Yeah. But he's, wife, he's engaged and may have a child on the way. Okay. Allegedly. Well, um, if it doesn't work out, Wifey. Okay. Um, this next person. Tokyo Tony. I can see you two on a car ride together. <laughs> <laughs> Only if cameras are rolling. Um, antagonist. <laughs> Tokyo Tony antagonist? No. <laughs> My no, I'm just, um, you know her and I had a good we had a good thing going when we was going through it with our kids and then she got her daughter back and it was like, "Ha ha, Nana and Boo Boo, I got my daughter." Oh, so you guys were friends? Yeah, well, we weren't friends, but we exchanged some heartfelt words that kind of, you know, helped each other out. And I felt like when she, 
went on the zoo show with Krishan, she just was like, I mean, in this business, I get mm. it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, fuck her. Mm. Would you do a show with her? Absolutely. I'd produce that. Mm. All right. What about this next couple? Larsa Pippen and uh, Marcus Jordan. Um... <laughs> Um, shit. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't, I don't know what to say. You have no opinion? I mean, I had one and then y'all said I wasn't, you know, everybody was saying I wasn't, you know, I shouldn't have been talking about, you know, helping Michael Jordan out because I didn't, by the way, I have met him. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. I just... How about I say three more years? Three more years to what? To they done. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't see that going. I see them getting I, married. Well, She's in I love mean, with that man and he's in love with her. I think it's going to take about three more years before he realizes this isn't good for me. This next girlfriend to the show, Carisha. Um, I... Callie likes her a lot. Like, how you see Callie always post her. And she's mm -hmm. like, Mom, leave Kalisha alone. But I feel like um, she didn't have much room to talk. And when she called me an old lady or whatever she called me, I felt like it was a disrespect. Mm -hmm. um, and if it was Callie calling somebody's mom an old lady, however she felt, I would have checked her. Why did she call you that? Because of all the stuff online? Because of, you know, being her befriending Krishan mm -hmm. um, for unknown apparent reasons. I just didn't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like she's genuine. Mm. I would like to, you know, hope so, but I don't feel like she's genuine. Do you think her friendship with Krishan is real? No. Mm. I don't think she's a genuine person. Mm. Okay. Um, this next person, Erica Badu. Love Erica Badu. I can't say nothing negative. I'm scared of the spells. I don't want nothing to do with the spells. I don't want to play with the spells. I told her I'm sorry. I don't got shit else to say. <laughs> but when you called her and Young Miami Renaissance bitches, what what prompted that? Because I just feel like women that are single and like you know okay with you know this guy and that guy are just, you know. Well, she called Blueface cra uh, trash. And was that you defending Yeah, your like, why, how did, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I was definitely feeling like some people were, you know, stepping out on a ledge, you know, to side with her without all of the mm -hmm. information that they needed to make that decision. I love how you can attack your son in one tweet and then uh, one post and then go right into full defending him. I mean, he my son, mm -hmm. so <laughs> I should be the only one telling him, you know, what it is. Do you blame people like Erica Badu or anybody else that may sit there and judge him based on what he puts out? I mean, how do we blame them? Because that's what they say. I see. mean, now they're looking and they're like, oh, okay, she is a handful. You know, by now it's like you should have mind your own damn business in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm his mom and I know what's going on behind the scenes, I'm not. They thought I was enabling him. You might have thought that, but I say what I have to say to them. But now you don't want any smoke because she can get the chicken bones and put a spell on you. I don't even want to play with the chicken bones, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about this next person? Jesus ain't feeling my family right now. <laughs> what about this next person? Young Carlissa. Oh, my God. Where did you find that? 
How you gonna play me? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you got the salt and pepper haircut. Oh, um, just pushing it. Uh, what what's what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, about to fuck up my whole life. Mm. Yeah, about to fuck up my whole life. You had blue there too. Were you a crip? No, I didn't even know a crip. I ain't never even dated a crip. Really? Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. Well, let's get into this next game. This next game I love is called Erase the Shade. Now, if you've ever badmouthed somebody publicly, which we all have seen you do over and over and over again, you get to change your opinion by erasing the shade or you just stand 10 toes down. Okay. Now, the first one, Akbar, she did a song and she said, Messy Mama's Carlissa get no blue face for my business like nigga please come get your fucking mama and said fuck your mom i don't know i don't rap so that's just me reading it off the paper you reposted and said i'm not arguing with no young women with old knees i'm gonna have to stand on that really no she's she she actually reached out to me and we had our you know it's business bitch i'm big, okay i got you you know what i mean we had a little behind the scenes conversation and she let me know it was business, and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I respect that she came to me afterwards, and but I'm I'm not arguing with no no young lady that look older than me about nothing. Me and Akbar recently ran to each other, and we've established that everything's cool. These are her words. So you're standing on that, yeah. ten toes down. Okay. Just the knees. I mean, she do got some old lady knees. You know, she's lost a lot of weight. She yes, looks great. she look good, but she still got some old lady knees. She's a sweet girl, though, but she's got some old lady knees. You want me to lie? You can tell the truth. I mean, this picture is her pretty much telling me what she thinks about what you're saying. Cause exactly. She, cause That's why I'm standing my ten toes down on them knees. Okay, next. Let's get off the knee photo. Um, my bum <laughs> got papers on mines, but got that downtown L.A. in the swap meet district. This was you talking about his the ring that he got for Jada. I'm standing on that all day. You think he got it in the swap I meet? don't know where he got it from, but it looked like a, a, a baseball. <laughs> and it's a little too shiny, and it didn't have no, no name on it. And when people brought it up, he didn't post the receipts like he normally do. I'm going to have to stand on that one. Till we see the receipt. I mean, if I see the receipt, then I obviously will backtrack. But blue's a receipt. Okay. Standing ten toes down on that. This next one, there's so much here in the text, I'm just going to read it. Okay. Now, um, you went viral after you revealed that you had some celebrities that wanted to get with you back in the day. You, <laughs> you said you turned down 50 Cent, Shaq, Ice Cube, Usher. You, ain't, you see they ain't say shit. And even Snoop Dogg. Which Dog. one I'm saying something? Which one of them said something? Because you know. Wait, so 50 Cent, Shaq, Ice Cube, Usher, and Snoop Dogg all tried to sleep with you back in the day? Mm-hmm. And none Pretty of them much. have said anything after you put them on blast? Which one was going to say something? Well, Jess said, I guess she must have said on The Breakfast Club or somewhere, she said that you turned all them down and ended up with Blueface's dad and made him. It looks like you shouldn't have been turning them down, baby. And then you went and posted this, which was a screenshot of Little Meech ignoring Jess Hilarious and said, I ain't never been turned down. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> sent that to me and I just, I was so tickled to let her know that she wasn't the people's choice. <laughs> and I think I hurt her feelings. So, but she started it. I didn't start it. So you're standing 10 toes down? Definitely. 
So was this showing that there's she had no, no right to? She ain't who she got. Who she who she with? Well, she's not with Country Wayne anymore. But I remember. Okay. You're saying so. She basically you said all these people you turned down, and there's no receipt of you not being turned down by them. But you posted the receipt of her being turned down. Right. See what I'm saying? Uh, she has <laughs> hers was out. Mine wasn't. They didn't come for me. Mm. Not one of them. Mm. Okay. Um, this Usher was like, please come here. I said, no, I'm gay. <laughs> Were you gay at the time? Yeah. So a lot of that I ain't going to take credit for. So you wasn't going to give him the pussy because you was getting pussy. Yeah, I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't cu- you ain't doing this to me in no club. Mm. Come on now. I do that. You ain't doing that to me. So you told him, just sit there and let it burn. Yeah, I just let that sit right there. <laughs> And then Snoop, I was on my period. Thank God I didn't go there because that would have just been horrible because him and my son, you know what I'm saying? I would have been sitting there like, oh. But he's Snoop is married. I know, but back then it was like, I don't know if he's he was. He's been married. Or, I don't think he was. This is like, I was like really young. How young? Maybe 19, 20 young. Okay, so maybe not? Maybe not. Or about probably just about to try to figure it out. I'm not sure. I know she was there, though. What about Shaq? Well, he came to my house and the damn Jonathan woke up. And so I couldn't even go out. So he just calling and calling and calling and in the front of my house. And Jonathan was, I'm trying to put him to sleep. You know, I don't want him to know. You know, I got the kids in here. So I'm trying to put him to sleep. I couldn't put him to sleep. So I just stopped answering the phone. Shaq's definitely going to text me when he sees this. Just tell him his nickname, his daddy code name was Donovan. He will know what I'm talking about. His daddy code name? What do you mean? Donovan. My husband going to kill me. He going to be like, bitch, what the fuck was you in here talking about? This was back in the day, babe. Um, 50 Donovan. Cent? So 50 Cent and then this football player that I they was tugging my arms like this in the club one night. And his song was playing and I was like, ooh. And then I ended up going with the football player, Raheem Brock. Because 50 was like, people was just doing too much. And I don't like to get in lines and be waiting. You ended up going with him where? Um, dating him for, okay. a, for a few minutes. Got it. Yeah. So that was my choice that night. Then they had me like this in the club. So. Ain't that funny? In the club is actually hit. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened with that. And then actually I doubled back and then I went to the hotel. Me and um, old girl that's out there waiting for me. And we both panicked because he was just in a towel. Who, 50? Yes. No, and there was a lot of stuff going on that I just was like, whew. 50 had a visibly big penis? Yeah. It was something going on with the towel. And it was just a lot going on with the towel right there. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, not today. What he just I- came to the, t- the softy tail. We went up there. We went to the room. We went in. Nice room and everything. We thinking we about to all go hang out. He in the towel. Well, y'all probably were all going to literally hang out. Yeah. What about Ice Cube? Uh, no, he was actually very respectful with his. So I came in and I did the little twirl around. Um, and he was going to supposedly get me some work. And then what work? twirled around again. Wait, what work? Um, some TV work. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, Weren't you in Friday, though? Yeah, I pulled up and I walked up and I was like, uh, I walked by the front car. And they, him and Mike was like, damn! <laughs> For, <laughs> For real? real? Yeah, so <laughs> they end up putting her in that. If you notice, old girl has the same outfit on. She had that red shirt on. So I, they took, yeah, it was a whole it was a whole thing about my outfit. So anyway, they was on me. On me tough. 
So then, you know, they send the little boogie boy, like, um, Q want to holler at you for a minute. So I go up there like, okay, you ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do this, but you're going to see what's going on. Like, you know, leave a headshot, try to get on. I go up there. He like, so what makes you think? And I'm just sitting there goofy and giggling all nervous and shit. And he was like, well, let me see you, you know, let me see you walk. <laughs> I got up and walked a little goofy because, you know, at the time I'm a little stud, so mm -hmm. I didn't really have the heel game together, right? Right. So I walked and came back, and maybe it wasn't the walk because then I didn't hear from him again. Okay. Yeah. But you're standing on this because she didn't have all these experiences. Yeah, no, they wasn't coming for her. Got it. Okay, this next one. So you reposted Hollywood Unlocks post where we said Blueface reveals he watched Krishan's episode of my show, and you said, poor baby, didn't want to believe his mom was getting played, though. Got to be more careful with his player's son, game recognized game. Because I was trying to tell him, like, once I seen, like, there was, she would have conversations, you know, random conversations on the phone when he not there, you know, same way Jaden was doing, and they get to talking, and I'm like, ooh, he can't handle this. Mm -hmm. She, she, about, she, she a little too much for him. So I started thinking like, oh gosh, like she really, everything she said she was going to do, she did. Krishan. Yes. Mm -hmm. She flipped the whole thing like she said. And you know, she's very vocal how she talks. And I'm like, I wanted her to win. I want her to win so bad. But I'm like, ooh, not the, at the expense of my own child, you know? So that's what I meant. Like you didn't, you couldn't see that coming. We all saw that. Mm hmm. Mm. So do you want to stand on this? Um, no, I think I'll take that back. Okay. All right, this next one. Because I ain't about to lose my visitation, honey. Right. <laughs> not this, today, boo. This one you said, thank you for not throwing me under the bus, Rock. Time heals all wounds. I promise to speak nothing but the truth about y'all because Lord knows I've earned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll stand on that because I thought she was going to like, like I, she said a few things that I was like, okay, she know what I'm doing. I know what she doing type thing. You know, and she mm. said that again today when I saw the baby. So it's like, she knows that my heart is genuinely not against her, that it's for her as a single mom. And now as you know, my grandson's mom. Okay. This one you said, this is a long one. You said, Jonathan, you need help, and if I have enabled you in any way, I will ask God for forgiveness. You brought that trash bag and her dog where I laid my head and paid rent through, uh, through helping you build your business, and I asked you more than 10 times to get her out my face, and you sicked that girl on me like a vicious dog. I never believed them about you, but now I see you are the living devil that I got pregnant with after that abortion. Oh, shit. You haven't paid me every since September for working in that restaurant and my husband, but his own money, and he put his own money into it. I will see you in court. Now post the beginning where you punch your sister and husband and her husband until they are hospitalized for coming to ask you about me. Some of it I'm going to stand on and some of it I'll take back because I don't obviously don't want to call my kids the living devil when I'm not angry mm -hmm. um, or associate them in any way. So some of it I will stand on and some of it I take back. Do you take back that um, you brought that trash back? Yep, I take that back. I'm sorry, girl, you was not, where the camera's at? You was not the trash bag I thought you was, baby. Mm-mm. Mm. Um, the abortion, you had an abortion right before Blueface? Mm-hmm. By who? I ain't, I ain't talking about that. 
<laughs> was that was that the only abortion you had? Yeah. Was that that was a painful experience? I just his dad was just like in and out and in and out, and I just I couldn't deal with it. Mm. So I was call myself taking something from him that I knew that he wanted. Mm. But you also were doing the best you could with three kids, right? At the time, it was the two. The two so this oh. was like, oh, God, and he's not here. There's no way. I wasn't sure about the situation, so I did have an abortion. Mm. And then about eight weeks later, I got pregnant again. Mm. And now we all have Tatiana. And now we all have. And Tatiana. all this. <laughs> we love Blueface, though. Okay, this next one. You said, I think NeNe Leakes and Will Smith have what one another needs. Let's go. <laughs> you got all these posts, Jason. <laughs> but what was that? What do they have that each other I needs? I mean, I felt like they was, at the time, they was like, they felt they both needed something. And what? Like she needed a man and he needed a loving, you know, woman at the time. So you're thinking that they should get together? That's what you meant here? I thought that would have been a good match. You didn't agree? Will Smith and NeNe Leakes? Yeah. How, where, why? I mean, Jada was still in the picture. I thought she, the, you know, the stuff was kind of yeah. like up in the air. So I thought maybe she was trying to make her exit or something. Mm. And, and so he was, I just felt he felt bad at the time. And Nene felt bad at the time, you know. And so you thought maybe they could get together and yeah. comfort each other. You tried it. So do you want to stand on this or get rid of it? Well, now that they're together, I'll get rid of it. Okay. Now that they're working on their marriage and that was just a publicity stunt. Let me just move on. Okay. The next one, you said, y'all please excuse my son. He is hurting and suffering from trying to do the right thing with the wrong person. They always take it out on the one telling them the truth. You can't marry no B that don't accept your kids. I'm standing on that. Ten toes to the wheels fall off. And that was about um, him doing the right thing with the wrong person. Is that the right thing with Krishan? Um, because I just feel like Jaden is not going to accept Krishan's baby. And how do you, can you be with somebody if they're not going to accept your children? Like, I would never, ever be with anyone that didn't accept them. But you don't think she'll, once, <clears throat> if the DNA test is taken, you don't think that Jane will accept? No. Well, what's she going to do? Something. He going, like she said, he going to keep his baby over there and it ain't coming over here. And she don't want that to do. I don't do you think, think that will sh that will shatter that whole image of what she's been waiting on forever? This what? this family where he would be done running the streets and they would just get married and be a family and live happily ever after. Yes, that that did shatter it. Like I was in disbelief and we went back and forth, me and her, a couple of times. Like I think it's his. No, it's not. I think it's his. Like me and her played the guessing game for a while, but I feel like she knew the whole time. Like she always stood that I think it's his, mm. and I kept saying no, I don't think so. You know. Mm. So. Well, if it is, maybe you all can do this next thing that we have on the slide. Um, the next one says, uh, you eating at Golden Crop for Thanksgiving <laughs> because I fell out with my whole family. Maybe you guys can all come together. <laughs> um, I used to want that so bad, but now I'm scared. Like, Well, don't be scared because here I got one more gift. This is a, a gift card to Golden Corral. Uh-oh. Um, Just it, in case they yeah. don't come by for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, it's only $100, so pick the one you like the most and take okay. them, okay? Okay, thank you. I appreciate the gifts. All right. I, I eat. The next one. <laughs> keep trying me and I'll post the before pictures I gave you a head start, motherfucker, keep playing. And that was when your son had said, why you are comparing your booty cheeks to the lady I sleep with every night, that's a little creepy. What is the correlation? So I was upset because when, it, when, it, when I first did it and somebody told me that I accidentally did it, I reached out to all the kids and told them, like, oh, it was an accident. Pr 
privately. Nobody responded, mm -hmm. but then they all went public. Well, so, so did they, all, was, they yeah. all posted about it? Yes. They all had something to say. Like I didn't talk to them privately. Even the daughter? She, yeah, she got on there. Yeah, they was all on there. Didn't you see it on the on-site? They had like all my three kids talking shit about me. No, we actually are going to mute out what you just said. Yeah, they <laughs> was all three lined up. Like I didn't privately yeah. tell them it was an accident. Right. Okay. Well, so you're standing on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about this next one? Old lady booty cheeks. Now, I said it was accident, uh, but now uh, it looks better than the one you spent your life savings on. Um, Jaden just caught all types of strays. Well, that's because he was with her and they was being funny together at the same time. So mm -hmm. I just like kind of lost it. You know, she texted me and said a lot of foul things to me privately you know, calling me a whole dick sucking whore and like just got real disrespectful. And so ever since she did that and I told, I sent him the text like you need to get her together. He never got her together. So I said, I'll get her together myself. When she was here on the show, she really carried herself well. And then Krishan came on the show and played the audio of her screaming in the background and running well, after Blue. I said Blue. that at the beginning of this interview, remember? Yeah. So When who, I said, <laughs> I told you that already. So is, is the person I saw here not the person that you know? No, that ain't the person I know. I mean, she was in character. That's the character she got. She came and brought the opposite character of Krishan. Mm. I would have did that too, wouldn't you? Well, hello, motherfucker. She, <laughs> hello, motherfucker. But she, she does have, you know, a persona where she carries herself you know, she can have a conversation, a business conversation. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? She mm -hmm. don't, she's not, she's not easily moved. So it wasn't like it was totally out of character, but it was a little, you know, every now and then you could see her little stank-a-dank. So do you think when she was here with Blue that that was all an act? Yeah, I think, I, I don't, I don't, it wasn't, she wasn't herself. She wasn't her bubbly, genuine self. Was Blue being his self? Yes. Cause I 100%. like that blue. Yeah, that's him. That's him at home. Okay. Why don't he just give us more of that? Cause y'all don't want that. Yes, we do. I, give us a, give us some of that, and give us some. The other stuff is just too much. Like all the tweets. Cause he, he said, "Why does your team post everything I say?" Cause it's all crazy. Post some good stuff. We'll post that too. I like that. I, I would like to see him, you know, in a more positive light too. Honestly. What's the biggest misconception of Carlos Saffold? That I give a fuck. Because I don't. At all? Not at all. About anything? I mean, at this point, they didn't call me hoes and bitches. At this point, no ma'am, no sir. Mm. It's just, I'm, in a, I'm just in that place right now. I mean, hopefully next year, you know, I'll be... I'm definitely gonna seek some type of counseling for myself um, for the first time ever. You know, I've went through the marriage counseling stuff, but you know, own personal stuff where mm -hmm. I can try to dig in. I'm seeing people doing that and it's working for them. Mm -hmm. I used to think it was the dumbest thing ever, but I see some people doing it and getting some results from it. So I'm willing to try it. My husband has been trying to talk me into it since I almost lost my mind this last year. Mm -hmm. So when you look back over your life, do you have any regrets? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, yes. Of course. Doesn't everyone? I don't. Good, bad, or indifferent. I, I really don't. I've just learned how to accept it all like it is. Well, you it. ain't got three baby daddies. That's true. What do you regret? 
I regret not, um, well, I can't really regret because I didn't know. I never had anyone sit me down and say, you know, enjoy your life, you know, chase after your success, look for your dreams, do all this before you have kids. Like I never had anyone sit down and tell me, mm -hmm. you know, I was with my dad and he worked a lot. So I really never had anybody tell me, mm -hmm. don't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. I never heard anybody say, don't get pregnant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I can't really say that I, reg I, I regret not knowing. Mm -hmm. But you don't regret getting pregnant. No, I don't regret any of my kids. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't regret it at all, no. Mm. What do you what are you the most proud of? Um, just overcoming this situation and even being able to go like like I re genuinely thought I hated John and Rock after that situation. So being able to go see the baby today, I learned something else so more so much more significant about myself. Mm -hmm. Cuz I I went through a lot of emotions um about doing it or mm -hmm. being involved against like what I normally would do. Like mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person that would have a grandkid or a kid in the world and not be concerned, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And for everybody watching, I guess the last question I'll ask is, how do we all get out the group chat? <laughs> <laughs> Go subscribe to Six Art. <laughs> that's how you get out the group chat. <laughs> Go subscribe to the Patreon and check all this madness out. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Thank and you the fans have been me. demanding that I interview you. After I interviewed them, I feel like the Holy uh, Trinity has been formed. And now I am <laughs> exiting this damn chat <laughs> until tomorrow when they do something else. Um, but no, thank you for coming on and being transparent and honest and open. And, and I love the fact that you said, like, you participated in the cloud chase like everybody else, and now everybody's winning. But I hope that two things happen. One, I hope that you all and the, and the public give Blueface some credit for the fact that he has created an opportunity for everybody. I mean, he has, whether he's actively intentionally did it or not just by way of his, his life and his world. And then the other thing that people learn to have a little bit more compassion for Krishan, because regardless of whether or not she was blue side chick or whatever, she is a single mom who's literally trying to figure it out as you did in front of the whole world and being judged and making mistakes and dealing with postpartum. And, you know, I don't know what postpartum feels like. I totally like, agree. But you know, you know. Yeah. I could see that today. She's definitely going through something. And Andre, I wish the best for you too, and Callie, and everybody, and the little kids. I want everybody to flourish. I don't want Jaden to twerk at any more high schools. I just don't know who allowed <laughs> that. That principal should be fired. Well, John started baptizing him. You know, that's what he used to do with that water. These motherfuckers gonna like this shit. <laughs> Keep dancing, baby. <laughs> Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> Goodbye. That's Goodbye. it. Thank, Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for watching The Jason Lee Show. To watch more episodes like that, click right here. And if you want to see more, subscribe below and click that notification bell.